And that's it. It is Young Shiro and Skeletonistic, and this is Hot Takes. Say hello to everybody, Skelly. Hi, guys. How are we all doing tonight? Super glad to have everybody in attendance that is here. I know we're getting started a little early, so this is officially part of the show, but it doesn't, of course, officially start till the top of the hour. Uh, we are, uh, yeah, we did swap sides, Luxury Noise. <laughs> Um, for the for if you're not watching the Twitch, Skelly, I, I put us on different sides. Oh, I've got us on the um, Twitch. Oh yeah, didn't even yeah. notice that. So, um, wait. Hang on. I, I think my monitor's coming out to get. Do I sound bad? Anybody in the audience? If I don't sound good, let me know. Um, let me uh, let me uh, Skelly, I'm gonna need you to do the intro, man. For some reason, my mic is shitting itself. No problem. Hi, guys. Thanks, buddy. Welcome to Hot Takes. This is a talk show where we focus a lot on the vaporwave scene. Um, we, take, we talk about opinions that may be controversial uh, and then also talk about opinions that are just sort of interesting to discuss and promote conversation. We try to <clears throat> up, never down. And this is a safe place to discuss everything you are thinking. And um, uh, we have a lot of our friends who come on and talk with us as well. And speaking of a lot of friends coming on and talk with us as well, there are many tonight. There and, are. I uh, can't, can't thank you guys all enough for coming on. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, anything is that good? Well, I uh, I just unplugged and replugged my mic, so y'all keep me in the loop. Um, my camera was shitting itself earlier, so my mic... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like the biggest episode of the season, so of course, in true hot takes fashion, something is going to to go wrong. Um, but we're we're just very excited to everybody that is here tonight, whether you be a uh, legacy viewer or a new viewer. Um, we have a stacked stacked lineup tonight, um, full of our friends, uh, whether they be graphic artists, whether they be musicians, whether they be DJs, promoters, personalities. We've got some of our favorite people. Anybody that literally could is here tonight. And we had some last-minute additions, like yeah, Mesh. Yeah, amazing. Appreciate Porter it so Vaughn much. came through literally at the 11th hour. Uh, yeah. And we, we unfortunately will not be able to spend any time with our dear friend Sonavision Deluxe tonight. He had to drop out at the last minute, but some family issues. We wish him luck, obviously. Yeah. Everybody awesome. focus your positive vibes on Sonavision Deluxe tonight. Um, Over the past – we've been doing this for two years, Skelly. Did you know that? Wow. Two years. Well, almost two years. I think March 2021 we started. I um, can't thank you enough for asking me to uh, co-host it with you. It's, this is a phenomenal project, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. There's nobody it, that I would rather. Really? I think it's oh. Literally nobody else that I would rather co-host with, buddy. Um, we um, will be having some people from Season 1 and Season 2 tonight. And the way we're going to be doing it is in 15-minute blocks. Luxury Noise, thank you so much. He just donated 30 bucks to the show. What a real one. Speaking of which, if I can just maybe thank our top donors from 2022. Be careful. Leo, Chase, Mossy Frog Tapes, and Luxury Noise. You guys, between the three of y'all, sent us about $300 to pay wow. for the ad that you may have just seen which was beautifully put together with footage that I shot, mostly in Brooklyn, of course, um, by DS Dude. Um, anybody that doesn't know DS Dude, he's a dear friend of mine, a member of the Rosewood Collective and George Clanton Fan Club. Um, he did a great job on that ad. At least Skelly and I are pretty taken with it. 
Um, Amazing work. And so fully paid for by our donors. Thank you guys so much for being so generous. Um, We've got uh, some other commissions coming up for season three that I don't want to go into too much detail about yet, but that'll be also paid for in part by our, our lovely donors. Um, what were some of, if I may ask, what were some of your favorite moments from this last season? Skelly. Uh, me? And anybody um, in chat, sign off. Sound off, from, I mean. Um, Some of my favorite moments from this last season. That's so difficult for me to think of because I just really enjoy all the time I get to spend with uh, my friends talking about the their interests and the vaporwave scene and um, their creative processes. Every time someone tells me about what inspires them and what their creative process is, it just really touches me. And, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I, I can't even pick one right now, but what about you? Well, I mean, I've noticed that there have been a lot of times that speaking with people that are very into the hardware and production side of things, they've been like, hey, could you ask your guests a little bit more detail about what, what goes on in their production? So in case like I hadn't told you this, our viewers really like it when you ask those questions. Oh, I always get into that. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And there has been a couple Maybe one of my people. favorite moments. One of my favorite moments was noticing that I had a piece of gear that Aurograph did not have. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I remember the, uh, you. PG-1000 controller for the, the uh, yeah. I, I remember PC. you uh, being just so, not jealous, but like in awe of his setup. I still want him to come down here at some point and help me set up this whole mess over here. Right. I think mm-hmm. obviously one of my highlights of this last season was being able to sit down with 18 Carat Affair. Everybody who's been on the show has been just a real peach, but man, um, it was a dream of mine to have uh, 18K on the show, and I'm still kind of pinching myself in disbelief that we we landed our interview with Dennis. I need to be careful not to move this thing. I think this XLR is cable shitting itself. Um... So we uh we planned to uh, to jump on and kind of have a little chat before the show actually starts, and I see that our um, green room is filling up with people. Um, I'm not really sure um, how what's going on in there, but I'm sure I'm going to hear about it after the show. And um, for those of y'all that are watching, this will be a little bit different from our regular shows where there's a lot of audience involvement. Because of the fact that we have like 30 plus people that are going to be participating tonight, um, there won't be a whole lot of Q&A aside from just some prompts that I've got ready for for the people that we're bringing in. And we're bringing in three at a time in different groups. (laughs) uh, And you'll just have to to tune in and see uh, see who jumps in and when and where and what. Um, It's going to be a long slog. So for those of y'all that are with us uh, the entire evening, or at least most of the evening, we appreciate that. But no pressure to anybody that doesn't want to or can't make the whole three hours. Yeah, Um, this will just be archived to watch for later. Absolutely. Um, In grand hot takes fashion, we've got our good buddy Indy Advant uh, screen capping the whole thing. Indy will be joining us tonight uh, partway through the night, but he's also recording the whole thing. Uh, he has done that since the inception of the show, so huge shout out to Indie Advent. Um, yeah, appreciate that. I, I do think Hot Takes is a, is a very wonderful document of this particular period of time and this particular collective of, of, um, of uh, artists. So it's nice, nice that we have this show. Thank you for starting it, Isaac, and thank you to Indie for documenting it. 
Absolutely. Since we have a good five minutes before we actually start with our first group, what are some things that you would like to do with season three that we haven't done yet? Uh, Skelly, specifically, I'm asking you. And anybody in chat, everybody, what would y'all like to see? Any particular format, guest, something that you think would make the show better? Sound off in the comments, but specifically Skelly, my bad. What do you want to do? Skelly. Um, gosh. Um, it's, I mean, I really love the format that we have right now. I'm trying to think of anything more that we could do differently with this show to, um, Oh, um, you know, I, what actually what I would like to s- try and figure out is how we can get some, how we can coordinate with some international guests. You know what I mean? There's that was so many exactly what I was thinking. In different countries that we really have talked to and that you've talked to that really want to come on the show and that we really want to have on. And we just have yet to figure out yeah. how to do that. But we need to figure that out oh, live in person episode. Yeah, we should do that at some That's point. That's a good I idea. <clears throat> I don't have the hardware for that. I know Codex did that. Um I don't quite have the hardware for that. Maybe at some point that will be a thing we could do. Wow, that's so sweet. Device operator says they would buy tickets to Hot Takes Live. Unreal. Very sweet. Maybe we could figure out something one day in the near future. Yeah, and and I have a, a long list of British and Aussie and and artists that in Asia that I would very much like oh, to, sure. to have on the show. Across um, the world, yeah. But the, it's the time zone. You know, part of the show is the, the live experience. And I know. That's what we're trying to know, figure out. Like having Topaz gang sign on at 4 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time or wherever they are would would just be difficult. For I, I, I just got a message from um, from his wife Charlie the other day saying that they no will way. be in the states again. Actually, at Philadelphia, no that, way. Like next year, I believe. For, oh they're wow! They're going to be attending WrestleMania, so maybe we can figure something out. That's then. so funny. So, <laughs> just uh, when yeah, that's... Tom might be there. Might might be then. Might be there then. Bro, that is what I love about. That's why I made this show, because who would have ever thought that Tom from Topaz Gang would be a WrestleMania fan? Oh, he did. That's the so kind of content I crave. <laughs> you know, just finding out the weird shit people are into and, and getting all that out on the table. Oh, man. um, I have a backlog of notifications that I'm getting. I guess we're getting a lot of skipped frames. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> those of y'all that are tuned in, just, again, keep us on keep us in the know about audio levels if i'm too quiet if the music's too loud if a guest is too quiet etc and um remember um unfortunately we'll have to have you hold your questions for tonight because of the fact that we're gonna have to kind of blow through large groups of people kind of fast yeah yeah so uh basically um with uh the last three minutes before we start um we want to thank anybody who uh, has been a longtime supporter yes, thank um, you very much even if you've never donated if you've so much as tweeted if you so much as tuned in or told a friend about it or just said something nice we love you for that yes um, oh for sure yeah you know really means a lot to me that you guys are here really the show means a lot to me connecting with all you people means a lot to me um i love you guys all very much um and, uh, you know, don't take these things for granted. Don't take your friendships for granted. Don't take the important things in your life for granted. Tell people you love them. Be honest. Be good. And uh, fuck it up when you have good things. You guys are doing Hell great. yeah. Hell yeah. I imagine that uh, 
a lot of people have probably already been longtime fans of Vaporwave in general or, or just any sort of independent electronic or, or maybe not necessarily electronic music, but I love that we've made this small community. I mean, we didn't create the Vaporwave community, but like having a place where people can come together and argue about whether Slow Dive or My Bloody Valentine is better. And of course, all in good fun, right? I love that, yeah. So I think I would like to probably go ahead and uh, and get the ball rolling. We have cool. one of our first three guests in our live stream chat right now. And we will be greeting the other two in turn. I'm kind of nervous. I haven't, like, done this before. So I hope you guys have as good a time as, as, as we do tonight. Um, Mesh, buddy, why don't you go ahead and unmute yourself? Oh, wonderful. What's up, Alex? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Is anybody out there? Yes. Got him. Perfect. Got him. Oh, hello. So, all right, we're off to a good start then. We are. And <laughs> joining us any minute now will be Christ and Frank Jeffs. Oh, there's Christ right now. What's up, buddy? You can go ahead and unmute yourself. What's up, guys? Good to What's have up? you back on the show, man. Um, while we wait for Frank, I'm going to go ahead and just let it rip with the first question that I have. And starting with Christ, I need to know what is, if, if you could describe for me your least favorite music oh man country something like really like okay no no not not even country country i can kind of stand because it's got <laughs> some you know it's got some something to it sometimes mm-hmm. right. i like that but i i recently was on a road trip from jersey to back to pittsburgh my brother and they had like fucking like a set era radio station, like rock, like, Bruh. like, I, I just, I, I wanted to tear my fucking hair out because it was just so abrasive and loud and, and your fucking face. Like normally I'd be able to handle that stuff just fine, even like something, but right. like mm-hmm. recently I just haven't been able to take that shit at all. It's so. Is it degrading. the is it the like rock country that you don't fuck with? Like, what do you think about? No, like, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, like. I'm trying to think of like a single artist or like Yeah. I I don't know. Hey it's man. just lately it's been pain been paying my ear, you know. At the end of the day, I mean something definitely changed in the nineties and it, it became like a hodgepodge like a contest to see how many genres you could cram into one song, I feel like. Um so I feel you on that. Um Everybody say hi to Frank Javc, by the way. Frank is in the chat now. Hello, Namesh. Hello, Christ. Hello, Skeleton Lipstick. Hello, Young Shiro. Um, I have an essay I wrote for you guys. It's oh, uh, shit. very quick. Essay. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Vaporwave is a genre of music that has become increasingly popular in the recent years. It is categorized by its heavy use of synthesizer, sample, slowdown, chopped up versions of popular songs from the 80s and 90s. While some people may find this type of music enjoyable, there are several reasons why Vaporwave is bad. First, Vaporwave (laughs) often relies heavily on nostalgia to invoke a certain feeling or emotion. While nostalgia can be a powerful tool, it could also be used to manipulate people into buying something they don't want or need. Vaporwave often uses popular songs from the past to create a sense of familiarity and nostalgia, which can lead to people buying the music even if they don't actually like it. 
Second, Vaporwave often lacks originality. Many Vaporwave songs are simply slowed down versions of existing songs with little to no original content. This can make music feel repetitive and uninspired, which can be off-putting to many listeners. Third, Vaporwave can be seen as a form of cultural appropriation. Many Vaporwave songs sample Damn. music from other cultures such as Japanese pop music without giving proper credit or compensation to the original artists. This can be seen as disrespectful and exploitative, and can lead to negative feelings towards the genre. Finally, Vaporwave can be seen as a form of escapism. Many Vaporwave songs are slow and dreamy, and can be used as a way to escape reality. While this may be beneficial for some, it can also lead to many people reliant on music to neglect their responsibilities. Hey. Jesus. That's a solid burn <laughs> right there. Bruh. Mic yeah, drop moment. Mesh. Bro. So, um, just to let you know, it was just an AI. I asked an AI, hey, AI, write me an essay on why Vaporwave is bad. And that's what the AI thinks about <laughs> Band. Quiz. Wow. Come get him. Interesting. Okay. So that was beautiful yeah. and amazing. And uh, definitely yeah. quite a condemnation. Vice has really fallen from grace, man. Yeah. Um, I, I would. Uh, go ahead. You go. go. No, you go ahead, buddy. Uh, Mesh, you have a new album coming out. That's exciting. What is, when, when are we going to see that? Um, probably, hopefully, uh, around summertime, if all goes according to plan. Um, is it is is it difficult for you to sort of organize all this, particularly now that you've got like a family, your daughter's growing up, responsibilities at work? You know, oh, it's a hard thing. I mean, I think it's the thing that people don't quite understand when they're younger, and then you get older, and you're still doing this, and balancing it is difficult. Extremely. I mean, it's really it, it 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 didn't get so hard until about a couple years ago. But uh, I, for whatever reason, but uh, yeah, it, it's hard to fit in any time. You know, I, I work full time, get home, I have family at to attend to. So unless I want to stay up until the wee hours of the morning, working on stuff, and then I kind of feel it the next day. But you know, it's worth it. I got to get something new out there. Question for all of you: Do you guys think that you will just make music and art forever? Yes. Okay. I, I, I hope so. Yeah. What, what was your response, Christ? What did you say? I said hopefully. Hopefully. Is it looking good, Christ? Do you think that... What do you forecast right now for the scene? Do you feel like it's as dead as you thought it was last year, or do you feel like it's the same? What do you think? I I don't think the current market's helping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It's, no shit, right? A lot has changed in the last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... T to be honest, like there's still new music being made. There's still people finding the genre. But to be honest, like the people who would be finding the genre a couple years ago are making their own genre now because the '80s and '90s thing is kind of mainstream now, and True. we're all kind of over it already. And so now we're looking for other things to be nostalgic about, and it doesn't really mesh with this vibe that Vaporwave put in. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about Zoomer Vaporwave because, like, low-key, I've been seeing, like, kids obsessed with, like, uh, the post-9-11 era. And, like, they're going hard in the paint with that. Like, yeah, they're using they are. garage music. That boom, boom, pap, boom, boom, pap stuff. And, like, yeah, really are. The they're going really hard with that. Yeah, so I fuck with that. Frank, if I, mean, I could ask you the same question I asked Christ, how would you describe your least favorite music? Um, Music that hurts people. Like, you know, racist music, music that's like, we should all yeah. gather these small group of people and kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them. But like, I just yeah. like things that make me move. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to ambience when I'm like sleepy. I listen to binaural right. beats. That's like my form of sleepy music. But um, yeah, I don't like music that hurts people. That's Chris. You were going to say something. No, I wasn't. 
Oh. <laughs> I did, in fact, cut Christ off. I, I stand corrected. I'm not as familiar. I'm not as good at the roundtable format as they are on FunnyNet. <laughs> Whatever, I good. Either. You know what? I will say it was nice to see you guys broadcast again last night. Yeah, it was fun to be back for a minute. For, for like four hours you guys were going. I don't know how y'all do it, to be honest. Eh. Uh, All right. Do you got another one for him, Chris? Live performances. Would you guys do some again sometime? Uh, I know, Frank, you will, but what about you, Alex and uh, and John? Uh, I, well, I, I think I've been asked plenty of times, and uh, I think if the circumstances are right, and if I can get away from, you know, uh, you know, like life. Oh, I, know. Oh, I, I know, I get it. Uh, then, yeah, and I know Ronnie from Vapor Space. He's, you know, he's going to be number one on my list uh, because he's been. Guy. Oh, he would be he's so been, happy. Such to hear a that. sweet guy. He's been gently harassing me for years, and I definitely owe him a show. So, uh, I really hope to make that happen at some point. This fool gets asked all the time by people in our neck of the woods. <laughs> it's it's um you're on a lot of people's lists. Oh, I am I. <laughs> you are. That's nice. Christ, would it you consider? Nice. Would you consider playing live shows outside of Econ? Uh, to be honest, <sighs> you had maybe, a great time. We anyway. all know how much you love live music. You had a great time. Yeah, we, no, we I love you... live music. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're having a great time at Econ. Oh, at Econ, I'm having a great time because I'm like everybody is there for Vaporwave. I can't. I just yeah. can't go. You know, play like a local local show i can't go play you know anything like because because I, I honestly there's just nothing over here on this side of the right PA. you know you, you got you guys got you know uh va- uh uh uh, 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 uh stuff in philadelphia stuff in philadelphia what, what's it called yeah. terminally chill terminally yeah, the virtual, chill. The virtual terminally 94 chill. guys do stuff like all the time now that, yeah like, that's true involved in like the rave scene here and such but like uh, and honestly, I just hate the shit. It's just so not fun for me. It's like I just want to when I want people to listen to my music, cause I want them to sit down, watch it, listen yeah. to it, hear it, experience it in that moment, and get yeah. something from it. I don't want people going woo woo <laughs> fuck that man. like I was during your set. Yeah, no, it's awful. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, get, I get that. We. We make music more that's, uh, you know, catered to headphones and, you exactly. know, home lifting, I guess. Exactly. True. Yeah, it's an interpersonal right. relationship with music. Like, I find Vaporwave is very much a person-to-person, like, very introverted. I'm the exact opposite. I love showing up to a place and be like, everybody fucking jump, ah! Right. So I've God, been DJing I wish I had like your crazy. Yeah, just do a lot of cocaine. So what I'm doing is <laughs> I'm going, I'm DJing Anime Impulse in two weeks, then next week I'm doing MAGFest, and then, like, the week oh, after Mag that, Fest. I'm trying to get some I'm underground true. rave going. Cause like I'm really into like just, you know what I've been doing? I've been future funking every song I hear. I just put a kick and I sidechain that shit. And I'm like, mm, sounds better. Let me speed it up. And like mm-hmm. I get it now. So like I don't know. I love meeting people. I love, uh, you know what I like? I like getting touched by people. So like I go to a show and I just want them to all touch me. I I love yeah. getting glomped. So I love like he feels, <laughs> touches, emotions. Also weird smells. I love going to shows where everyone smells weird. So, like, the weird. best smell hmm. in New York Go was on. Tape Swap. That had the funkiest funk. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like the smell of this life and right vibrancy. Here. You know, making yeah, a vibe by it. those isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a mask the whole time, and it was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. But that may have been why I lasted as long as I did. Yeah, it was hot as piss in Brooklyn, dude. I'd never been yeah, before, I'm... and I was just really surprised. 
I'm very anti-mask, anti-vax, so I made sure to show my face and lick all the poles in the subway and show it to everyone. I sneezed on a couple people that were wearing masks to let them know that I'm uh, superior to them. You, you got your, you got your ethics. What can you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, can't even be mad. Let's hear it. Oh, hot take. Yeah. Well, you guys. No, I, 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 I said that, that was, was a hot, hot take. Uh, that, that was, was a hot, hot take. It was going to be allow, honestly. If I'm like 75 degrees. You guys got any hot takes in general you're thinking about lately? Um, I have a lot of hot takes on life, but I keep them to myself. I feel like society isn't ready for some hot takes. You know what? I think the takes could be hotter in season three, personally. Oh, yeah? All right. right. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it all really depends on who uh, whose feelings you're willing to hurt, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going crazy on that show. Just kidding. 2023 is the the year of the edge. I'm about to be like Shadow the Hedgehog in this bitch. I I, I I'm always so afraid I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. That was that was entirely a joke because I I hate that feeling of hurting someone's feelings. It yeah, holds me back. It happened. Hmm. Oh, that really that holds you back. Do you what do you guys uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys try and be more diplomatic when you have opinions, or do you just say it? It depends uh, on the person I'm talking to, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I I tend to be blunt sometimes, but at the same time, like, I also I can also read a room, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'm an trying to cool talent. out a little bit. I'm trying to cool out a little bit these days. Yeah, I had my little internet, my my fair share of internet rants, and some of them <laughs> have get gotten a little out of hand. So I try to think think twice before. Elmeo, <laughs> <think twice. laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just I, trying I, to be as edgy as Mesh is. Honestly, it you know, there's no point in talking about anything that isn't like music related on the internet if you're a musician. Because honestly, really, Hot it take. just it like I, bitch. I mean, come on, it's like every, you can't say anything these days without somebody feeling hurt by it. So just that's what don't say anything. Exactly. Well, I mean, give people feelings. I well, think uh, well, you, well you're, you're also the person who's like, oh, I don't want to be hurt by music, you know, or by yeah. musicians. Well, but I could just change the channel. That's we live in like an infinite kind of content. Right. Just curate you could your just feed. be like, I want to listen to what I want to listen to. I was actually gonna say, um, one of my hot takes is I can't wait for the AI to get so good it replaces musicians. I'm tired of musicians. Jesus, oh. <clears throat> I'm scared. I'll of allow it. I'm scared of okay, it too. Thanks. I want to get Mesh's answer really quick to my question. How would you describe the worst music you've ever heard? Uh, Tom McDonald. <laughs> oh, wow. Period. Yeah. I like his one song about having a farm. That one goes hard. No. Oh, my God. I never heard the farm. This guy. Song. Who's, who's Tom I don't know. McDonald? Tom McDonald is like this. Um, he's like that know, he's right, rapper. He's a rapper, he isn't he? About, like, he's a conservative you know, rapper. Conservative yeah. stuff. He's also a nepotism child. Like his dad oh, owns no, McDonald's. He is? Wait, they, yeah. Wait, Wait his, da- his dad is who? That's not true. His dad owns McDonald's. His dad's Ronald McDonald. That's why he's thought, a clown. Oh, okay, that makes, that makes more sense. I thought you were about to say his dad was Michael McDonald, and I was about to be like, what? There's no way. <laughs> no fucking way. There was a right-wing oh, rapper man. in the Channel 5 documentary that just dropped yesterday. Yeah, Has yeah, anybody watched watch that, that yet? There's always a rapper. I want to see that. That's on it my list good. to watch. 
The Definitely. funny thing about Channel Five is like whenever you watch it, like no, there's always somebody who interviews is also like, and I can also rhyme, and they start rapping about whatever. Oh yeah, they're it's always like, like the most. Clearly, is every episode of, uh, of of Channel Five like somebody's like, also I can rap, and like somebody does some amateur rapping. We got it's one like, more bro. minute. Should we all wrap up our our little segment? What, what, is, what's Channel Five? It was what is uh, Channel Five. Uh, formerly known as All Gas I'm from, I'm from, from New Jersey, so I know like Fox Five. You know, Channel Five. Oh my God! Five, uh, Andrew <laughs> Callahan. He uh, kind of used to be on a different YouTube channel. Yeah, but uh, good, great content though. Absolutely. It's like, a, it's like a. The, it feels like it's. I don't know. There's like the, the aesthetic of it is very like. Oh my God! The whole. Whenever I watch them, like the entire world is gummo. Like every time I watch yeah. it, right. So he like, just he's finds a real the, knack the for biggest like pulling idiots. Those, those personalities, personalities aside, and, it's and getting like a it's, really good soundbite out of them. You know? Yeah, and then yeah. it's like edited with like a two-minute. He's good at talking to sometimes. people. It's fun. I wish I could just go yeah, to NPCs and press X. Like that's really hard. Go to, he's really good at talking to NPCs. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that that's well true. said. Well, Christ, Frank, Mech, thank you so much for joining us yeah, tonight. Thank you, guys. I'm already, I'm having a great time. I'm extremely depressed right now, but you guys are making me feel very happy. Let's keep this going. Up, buddy. Yeah, oh. I can feel your energy. I'm sucking it out of you. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> I appreciate I'm gonna, it. I'm going to ask you guys, unfortunately, to jump out of live stream chat, but thank you so much for being here. Have an awesome night, and you're welcome to hang out in the green room. Love you guys. Thank you very much, friends. Big thank love. Thank you for having me. We want to welcome now, for the second round, uh, Vincent Remember, Mr. Hideyoshi, oh. and oh, wow. Todovsky from Virtua94. We got the These Philly guys. boys oh, wow. in. Oh, boy, we got a lot of people. Yeah, buddy, we got the Philly boys. What's up, Vincent, remember? Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. Much better now that you're here. Um, you 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 can. There we go. Mr. Hideyoshi just unmuted himself. What's up, buddy? What's up? Can you hear me? Can hear you all right. Let me turn you up a little bit. All right, hold on. Cool. You're good. You're good. I I got you. We got uh, Andrew. Is he turned up now, too? Andrew, you with us, buddy? I think I oh, know. Oh, wow. I can't believe you guys even made it here tonight, considering the huge party you guys were throwing on New Year's Eve. Right. Yeah, but it's been fun. We did two parties this weekend. The night before Jesus, dude. You don't even understand Virtual how much they 94 do. doesn't it's sleep. Insane. I don't know how they do it, but these were, like, sold-out big parties, too. They have, like, taken... Vincent, you got to come to one of these things that Virtual 94 throws. It's incredible. Yeah, man. I, I'm out here doing DoorDash, man. I've been doing, like, job after job after job, but I definitely want to get out to come party with y'all, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen you, DJ. I, you can throw down, man. buddy. He's done yeah, dude, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I got a, I got a question yeah. for y'all, and I want to start with uh, Mr. Hideyoshi. Since you guys throw a lot of live shows, right, what is your favorite live show that you've ever attended? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Kind of put me in the spot. I have to think a little bit, but there is no rush, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to take up too much time. I really enjoyed some of the um, kind of like basement shows that I went to when I was in college. Right. Like some of those shows kind of was inspired me to just be like, oh, we can, you can do this yourself. You know, you don't have to have a big venue. Right. No. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I saw. I saw like some of the know. midwestern like emo stuff that was like popular, like the emo revival stuff in Philly yeah. before. Like, I was more into vaporwave and stuff. So I saw um, 
Marietta, I think, at Temple, and I saw, like, Lacamora over at the um, First Unitarian Church, which were pretty cool shows. Oh, love and, the First like, Unitarian. don't exist anymore, so. First Unitarian has been around since, like, 1995 doing shows over there. I can't believe that they still are going. Um, but anyway, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. Hello, hello. Can, oh, my God. This XLR cable is going out. Um, Let me ask. Okay, go ahead. No, you know, you go ahead. I'm, I'm going to do some troubleshooting. I mean, you guys can jump in if you want to talk about a live show that you really love a lot, too. But let me ask you, um, how has music production changed for you since you first started doing this to, you know, today? Like, what are, do you have different techniques that you use, different sounds you've been focusing on? What's kind of changed since you first started making music? And that goes for, let me ask Vincent that question first. Um, for me, the thing that has changed is, is uh, the way I've been approaching just creativity, like, I haven't been like so laptop heavy. Yeah. And we might be losing you a little bit there, buddy. Has top thing, and so I, I started to uh, focus more. Yeah. So, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. I was start. I was saying I started to focus more so on like MP MPC. You know, production and, you know, uh, like the SP404 and stuff like that. Just yeah. so that I can, I, I feel more creative when I actually am hands-on rather than just doing laptop stuff, you know, or just slowing music down and all that stuff. Like, I, I, I want to bring a whole, you know, different element, especially like the hip-hop shit I, I'm into, you know. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Hideyoshi and uh, Toska, what about you guys? You guys, I feel like your guys' sound is always in flux a lot too. What do you think has changed a lot since you first started making music to now? I would say what changed a lot, I would say in the live music aspect is the way we do shows before and after COVID. It was mm -hmm. a weird way for us to come back because we were going so high at the end mm -hmm. of 2019, especially with we were. you, Chris. Yeah, we, yeah, were. we were going incredibly high and we were only going higher especially after Electronicon, both For sure. one and two. Yeah. But I would say after COVID was what, what was really hard about making music and bringing people out. It wasn't until like a year and a half after it hit until we can actually yeah. finally start having shows again. That was the hardest part on yeah. how to bring people back. And like, what was the appeal to bring them back in person yeah. rather than URL? Because we yeah. were going high with that too, but we really wanted to go back IRL, especially with Vaporwave and all the other raves we've been doing. Mm -hmm. Damn, good point, buddy. It's been tough for anybody that tours or that is trying to not necessarily turn a profit, but like not go broke on a show. You know, it seems like everybody's getting right. squeezed. So big respect to anybody out there that's still scrapping, still trying to to bring that entertainment and create that that safe space and that like culture that local culture you know yeah let me um, go ahead no you go ahead i just really want to ask other questions of the virtual guys too so what advice do you guys have for people who want to promote shows you guys have been doing this pretty consistently for for, for at least like almost like two years now uh with pretty consistent raves in the underground scene and they've been very successful and you've had to navigate a lot of different uh difficulties in that process of doing it do you have advice for people who want to start doing that themselves yeah, I think that um, you need a good team of people who you can trust to kind of, like, work with is, A, um, it helps when you have kind of like other people you you can trust behind the scenes who will help you with um, kind of 
putting pieces of the puzzle together. Like if you want to have an event and giving you leads on maybe locations and people who would be trustworthy to have involved because obviously everything with the underground is kind of like very tender and yeah. there isn't a lot of security. Like if you do, if you choose to be careless, there can be a lot of um, you know bad repercussions that come from that. So I would just say like be on your toes and make sure you have some good contacts that you could depend on a good team. Um, and then when it comes to promoting your shows, I think that the internet is a great place to do it. It never hurts to promote in like any way. Um, you could try to promote locally, like physically is a good way. Um, but again, yeah, your social media is going to be important. Try to get that promotion out there early, probably like a month ahead of time. Wow. And, you know, everything is going to be, yeah, I would always say a month ahead of time promotion. Damn. Definitely a good bet. You can get pre-sales going if you guys, uh, you know, use any form of like ticket service or you have a website. It's always best if you have a ticket link as opposed to just like door, in my opinion. Maybe you yeah, can for sure. it, you know, portion it some for pre-sale and then re- keep some reserved for the door if you think people are going to show up. That's another good idea. Um, just things like that to try to uh, ensure that you have the most time to really plan your event, have the word out there, and that things will go smoothly in, like the day that it comes. Hell okay, yeah. good stuff. Uh, Vincent, can I ask you another question really quick? Of course not. <laughs> um, yeah. Has it? You've been doing this for a long time. You know, you're a very early artist. How has has it been difficult for you to balance? You know, your personal life, your working life, and your music life. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely been highly difficult. Uh, you know, and we're talking about the, the the pandemic and you know post pandemic shit. It's just been like very hard to balance everything. You know, where I also of course I have children and everything too. So yeah. it's it's yeah, it's yeah that's what I was asking too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's been um hectic trying to balance everything and, and really trying to just like you know uh just sit down and, and focus on being creative or or even finishing something because I I personally haven't finished the project since uh the you know the the last project I put out with um you know uh, uh my guy Oscar and whatnot the uh damn I'm, bedlam I'm tapes right now yeah yeah yeah. And um mm-hmm. yeah, and you know that was a cool that was a cool piece that I put out, but I you know I just haven't been like, all right, let me sit down and finish all these ideas. I have like over five thousand like unfinished ideas in my computer. Wow. I need to finish. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Did, yeah, so it gets to the point where you mind. start, 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 and you gotta like yeah. the actual finishing is the thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my output is a little low when it comes to finishing stuff right now. I think it's a common people problem that we all have as we get older and we keep trying to do this because it just becomes like it's really easy to start something but then to sit down and finish it requires that concentration that you seem to be placing elsewhere in your life you know right right i want to get your answer to that question too vincent since we have you talking what is your favorite live show that you've been to um uh, so my, my favorite live show was the first show that uh i had did as vincent remember which was at uh Kung Fu Necktie here in Philly. Okay. Had, um, yeah, the, the one I had did with uh, with groceries, you know. Um, yeah, oh, shout out groceries. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, I've, I've been cool with Jordan since um, like 2014. Uh, the, the project I put out, uh, Power Decisions, which is hilarious. That's actually one of his uh, his pieces that he put together that I asked to use. Oh, you no know? way. I didn't know okay. that. Yeah. And, when, one, and one of the uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> when was this show? 
Uh, this was a uh, 2016, I think. Damn. Oh, was okay. it up? Was it upstairs or downstairs at Kung Fu Next? Upstairs. Oh, and Andrew Atis. Uh, R R I P. No upstairs. way. That's that so cool. R I P. Upstairs. That 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 yeah, area's we not open anymore. That, that was one of Damn, our favorite shows. Son. We still talk about that to this day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That was the we, day we met. Um, we met Vince from Member and Groceries that night. Oh wow. Oh, that's too oh. clean. Too clean. I love that. Okay, yeah, man, so that was, that was a dope show. <laughs> that's that's your favorite show. What about what about your favorite show that you've attended? Like as an one of your favorite artists. Um, I, I think when I went to go see Tune Yards at uh the, the oh, Union Transfer. Forgot about Tune Yards. Yards. Yeah, yeah, but that was an outstanding show. That so vocalist the, um, has a hell of a set of pipes on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh the the vocalist she had um I had a pair of uh, uh sunglasses on and she like took my sunglasses and there's the picture floating out there where wearing my sunglasses and me wow. and my partner Camp Candle was like banging on the fucking um Camp Candle on shout the stage out. And, yeah. Yeah, so we, we were just having fun that night. It was like that was one of my favorite shows. Uh that and tennis, the, the band tennis. You oh, never man. cease to amaze me with the like random shit you're into that I never would have guessed. Uh, yeah, Those man, are some I'm, like I'm chill wave deep cuts. Too, yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what about you, Toad of Sky? What's your favorite live show you've attended? It's hard to say. I've been to so many different shows and so many different like sounds of music, different genres I've seen. I feel like one that really sticks out to me is in Philly at the Trocadero. I saw all that remains. Wow. With as, asking Alexandria back in the oh, that's an interesting choice. Damn. R.I.P. Yeah, Trocadero, I feel like I feel like it was a perfect blend between like metal and post-hardcore at the time because a lot of metalheads weren't really into what post-hardcore was becoming. So it was cool to see both of the types of metalheads together right. on one show. Mm. Bro, that's what I'm talking about. I have not yeah. had the pleasure of seeing. I think I saw Russian circles, and that was it. But I'm nice. A, I love post metal. Well, I'm not as into it as I used to be, but but man, I had a huge post metal phase. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask y'all. We got two more minutes. Are there any questions you guys have ever wanted to ask each other? Ask each other. Well, yeah. I have a question for you. What inspired you to make hot takes and br- like to bring us all together? I feel like was the main point. I feel like you've been very good with that, question. especially IRL. Even when we met, you were good at bringing people together. Is that what really, really made you want to make hot takes? So, um, and Chris, Chris too. He, he does a good job. With yeah. That as well, I know that. I picked, back. I picked Chris because he and I have actually surprisingly similar taste in music, and we yeah. love discussing our favorite kind of music on Facebook or random social media. So a huge group chat one night between me him i think will wade and porter vaughn inspired me to want to do something like this so that we could find out that vincent remember fucks with tune yards exactly and that you fuck with post metal that's the kind of content i crave yeah yeah i I was happy to be involved in it because i thought it would be a nice way to document all these wonderful people and friends that that we have that have so many interesting takes on art music and the creative process and i'm pleased to be a part of it yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing it. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. We're glad you that guys you guys are, are doing what y'all are doing in Philly. Glad Everybody, we, yeah. say say goodbye to the Philly gang. I hate to get, I hate to ask you guys to do this, but Vincent, <laughs> Mr. Hideyoshi, Toad of Sky, thank you so much for being here tonight. 
Thanks for having me. Go ahead. We'll see you in Philly soon. Bro, I can't wait. Y'all be safe. Good night. Have a good night. All right, we got our we got a third round. Good night, Vincent. For those of y'all still with us, we got our third round of guests. Chris, you want to introduce our third round? Can you see him on the? Can you see him or should I? I I know we've got a FM Skyline Lux Elite and our dear friend Dan Mason. Yeah, go ahead and unmute yourselves, guys. Hello. Hey. hey! Welcome yeah. to the shit. Welcome to hot takes, you guys. Hey, it's hot in here. It, it's, it's now that the three of you guys are here. Woo! I might have to take my shirt off. I have to put the flames emoji up. <laughs> Starting with Mr. Dan Mason, if I could pick your brain first of all, I want to hear what track, album, or artist is your favorite example of your favorite genre of music. Oh no! Oh no! Um. <laughs> And oh. the two of y'all, Lux and FM Skyline, y'all can be thinking about your answers. Oh, oh, you, oh, they get time to think. They get time to think. You get to be on the spot. You can do it. All right, so my favorite genre of music. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Midwest emo boy. Yeah, uh, especially in the yeah, last you are. Years, I've, been, I've been slipping into that. Uh, I think my my favorite example of it, in my it would be, um, we uh, the the album we just got back from the comfort, uh, uh. From discomfort, uh, I think, or so it's it's I don't know it's a really long title name because it's emo, um, uh, by Brave Little Abacus, the band Brave Little Abacus. Yeah, you know, we got some Brave Little Abacus fans in chat. Love them, so good. Damn. Okay, that's solid. All right, what about you, FM Skyline? What is your favorite track, artist, or album that is you think an example of your favorite genre of music? I don't know. So much. Um, I wasn't prepared for such a broad, I such know. a broad sighting, all-encompassing thing. <laughs> that is pretty broad. Um, pretty broad. There's a lot of music. Uh, there's too much music, isn't there? There is. Hot take. Hot take there's too much music. Damn. There's a lot of music. Stop yeah. making the music. There needs to be less music. <laughs> Equip would say music isn't real. <gasps> Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Lux, do you have a do you have a, an answer ready, or should we uh, should we get a, a Chris question while y'all think about it? Well, I mean, I have a lot of favorite different genres. They kind of crisscross. Like, I had my new wave moment. I had my no wave moment. I had my yeah. post punk moment. Um, what, I guess what in this are you in right now, yeah. I guess I've been back in my vaporwave moment because I've been determined, especially with Neon Knights back. Uh, yeah. To just try Hell to yeah. get into so get into what I've missed in like the last four years. Um, as for favorites, it's really hard. I mean, I guess I can give a shout out to Computer Dreams because Midnight Television was what inspired it in the first place. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I can I can say that. Uh, I'm trying to think of others, but I'm blanking. This is a really broad question for this broad right here, dear. What are you doing? You My should bad. have warned me. <laughs> My bad. Lux, I can fire Lux, I can fire off if you want to think about it. Um, you got this. I think I, I said a, my I answer. A, you I go bought for a it. iTunes and I figured I'll just say something really on brand and so I guess my favorite genre of music is 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 weird um, computer synthesizer music that wasn't supposed to be listened to heavily. And for that I'll go to Magic Theater from uh, the John Hammer's Beyond the Mind's Eye soundtrack. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Some slapper one. recommendations, you three. Yeah. I love the yeah. Mind's Eye series. God damn. 
Chris, you got yeah. some questions for our, uh, our our three? Yeah, sure. I have a question, guys. When you start getting ready to make music, do you, is it a disciplined thing for you, or do you do it when you feel it? Does it have to be like you feel it, and then you have to do it, or is it like you set time aside? I like to be. I like to be in the practice of it. I like to mm -hmm. get. I like to be doing it. You know, I like to be like, okay, I'm writing music in this period of time. I like yeah. to work in the morning and try to, you know, whenever I have an idea, I have to make a voice memo, come back to it. So I like to. I'm kind of methodical in that way. Yeah. Okay. So Respect. you're more methodical. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I go for just like if I. The thing is, I have day to work on it. Yeah. So like, like that's all I do, and it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, so I can just do it when I feel it. And um, I usually tell me just go for when I feel it. I do try to set some time aside if I'm not even like gonna make something that I'm gonna finish. At least aside to just work on something, practice, yeah. and just like keep myself fresh and keep myself in mode of writing. Yeah, so, there is a little bit of a mix on it. Yeah. Okay, that's probably ideal for most people. Lux, hey. I already know the answer to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, what? What was the what was the question? Because I got distracted by the chat, admittedly. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Just the chat is going music, wild. When you make music, it is is it a methodical practice where you set time aside, or is it a feeling you do it when you feel it? It's um, it's kind of chaotic. It's basically whenever yeah. it just kind of happens. Whenever it happens, I go through moments of not having any motivation at all to maybe even the smallest thing going making me go into hyper focus mode so i don't really have a specific time um i do notice like at least with i just released 1-800 tonight a few weeks ago shout and, out yes thank you it's one of my personal favorites oh thank you dear i uh i worked on that mainly at like 12 midnight one in the morning um really late hours which really worked for the vibe for it um, but usually, like, other than that, it's just, I don't, there's no time limit. It's just, it's just whenever it comes to me, basically. Damn. Solid yeah. answers. I guess it's a little all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. let me ask you guys this on a more serious note. If you had to identify, and I'll start with Dan again. If you had to, had to identify what you think is the biggest problem with music right now, what would, what would you say? Oh, man. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there's, there's so many problems to choose from too. Uh, <laughs> shit, right? Which one? I I would just say uh, copyright law abuse is really, really, really fucking bad. Uh, but I, I I could go on a tangent about just it's just shit. It's too long. It doesn't yeah. make any sense from an yeah. artist perspective. Copyright law being that long and that like hard, it just hurts everybody more than it does. I agree. Um, that's the main. That's the first one that comes to mind for me. And it seems like the artists mm. don't care about it as much as like the the fucking like it's, distributors do. It's 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 it is literally just it's a big company thing because in America we don't have small claims courts uh, for copyright law. So if someone's got to be making a shit ton of money off your music anyway to be able to sue them about it or anything. And even still, art is so fucking derivative of other people's art. Like who fucking cares? Hell yeah, um, FM Skyline. What do you think is the biggest problem with music right now? Well, it's always weird to make, um, you know, broad strokes. But I guess as far as what's really popular, like, it feels like this last year, I guess this is sort of a post-COVID catharsis, but it's been very much an era of, like, sort of, like, being sexy and, like, attitude and stuff. 
And like yeah. I, I, I like music that has imagination. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't. I mean, I like to dance and stuff, but I want to see like the weirdo, nerdy stuff kind of come back mm-hmm. in the mainstream again. Agree. You know? I feel Agree. that, man. I feel that pretty hard because you're right. I mean, there's it's it's so much like pressure on like music to just grab your attention. So it's like you're right. It's it's too. It's getting too. It's getting too sexy. I agree with you. Like it's. it's that's really it's just, it's, old old man yells at cloud at me or something. Yeah, like I mean, I, I, that's I feel just how I am. I feel that though. I mean, at the end of the day, like it has become very algorithm driven, and. Yeah, big sure. shout outs to people that, that are winning big with the algorithm. Like, I respect people who have figured out how to wrangle and control it, but like, it's a completely different ball game now. Well, being able to do it on your own terms is the is the, is the real brass ring, I guess, right? Right. Real brass Which, ring. Which I guess all, all of us, you know, involved in this whole vaporwave thing are really able to do that, you know, when we, when we get the algorithm paying attention to us, which is cool. <laughs> Lux, thoughts? biggest problem with music right now well i would also say um well my thing was gonna kind of be in like a similar realm i actually had like a bit of a two-parter actually um but i do kind of hate that a lot of i kind of hate that tiktok has kind of forced artists to have to make slower song or not slower songs but shorter songs is what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. shorter Mm -hmm. songs everything is now has to be two minutes a pop song is two minutes long now and i think that's really weird um everything has to be straight to the point to appeal to being played on tiktok um i kind of think that tiktok in general is a bit of a problem um Mm -hmm. between that and artists kind of having to come out and say hey i got forced to do this tiktok so that way i can do promotion for my album i think that's kind of bullshit um and then my part B was also, I really wish that Spotify would pay us better, but everybody knows that brand yeah. already. <laughs> I mean, it's a fact, and it is a problem, so I, I never get tired of people talking about Spotify underpaying people. I mean, it's good that they pay people something, right? And some people are, are having their careers launched thanks to Spotify, but nonetheless, could definitely be paying better. If I got that full cent per play, bro, I'd be... I'd... Full send. Full send. Full yeah. send on the full send. We're getting paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin percentages. Let's oh, go. Oh lord. Really tiny amount. Yeah, I think the Spotify topic is is kind of, I think it's kind of a two-edged thing. I, I think definitely we should get paid more. At the same time, it is like you know. I remember the world before Spotify. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to go back. You know? Yeah. 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 This this huge like this huge tacit income thing that's just there but at the same time yeah it's a pretty ridiculous percentage you know it's a double i think it's a double-edged sword but of course you know the one one you know i'm eating beans and rice every fucking week so i wish i was getting paid more you know at least like go up with inflation or some shit don't give it it right right it was fucking 10 years ago jesus it's literally like just like minimum wage bro yeah yeah right and that's why like i do love the fact that our scene is very merch driven at least i feel like it is um yeah i i think more people should be buying shirts physical releases i don't collect physicals but i but i do buy merch uh, and i I pay for the digital ones so the people in this community are honestly so much easier to get support from and like like they're so supportive like than any other community that i've ever tried to be a part of like people in this community will actually go out and like oh you have a vinyl out i'm gonna buy that Oh, yeah, right. I'm going to go buy that. Oh, oh you, you have, have a different variant of that vinyl? I want that, too. 
Yeah, <laughs> people in this community are really supportive, and I, I love that about this community so much. Such a tight knit community, and you know, it's I guess the ple- the joy of it being born of online, you know, of of, of online community, you know, and it's always stayed there. So it's mm-hmm. it's like we're yeah, we're always connected, you know, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me. Go ahead. You got a good one. Go for it. No, I was just. I see it on your face. Look at the accessibility of the artists and the accessibility of. I was thinking that everybody being able to participate is a big part of the whole thing. It very much is, isn't it? The fact that you guys. Go ahead, buddy. Trying to reach out to artists in other like scenes because I've been trying to like because I want to make connections with other scenes as well and like have them listen to our music and like you know have us listen to their music. Got you, bro. I have tried to reach out to so many emo bands. Really? Like, try to see if anything. I've only had one ever respond. Shout out to Hey I Love You. They're a cool little synth pop emo oh, band. Wow. They're fucking really cool. Check <laughs> oh them out. damn. We'll check yeah, them out. You should, yeah, you should pop because... a link in the chat when you get a minute. Yeah, I will actually. Well, let me ask you guys have, are there any questions you guys have ever wanted to ask each other and never had the chance? Well, do you I'm guys not... like me? <laughs> they love you. <laughs> oh, you heard it on hot takes. You're very loved. <laughs> um, when is Wacky Wonky Windows happening again? Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I was hoping to hear. Nearly that. forgot about that. Oh, one. I gotta look. Look, you know, Luke just became a father, so I've got. Yeah. You know, I think he's been busy, so we got to circle back around when uh, you get the little guy walking or something. You know. Mm-hmm. That oh, that's true. right. Yeah. What an adorable little guy they are too. Right. I forgot. Yeah, I saw that. It's awesome. Damn. Skelly, you got any uh, parting? It needs to happen. It does. It badly does. I mean, it would be so complimentary. (laughs) It really would be. (laughs) The funniest thing I've ever (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to put you on the spot. I couldn't resist. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's funny. (laughs) Dan, you know what Wacky Wonky Windows is, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I've been seeing. Very uh, cool. Mm hmm. Skelly, any any parting last shots before we uh, say goodbye to these three? Or let me just ask really quick if there was anything else that you guys want to either incorporate into your music, you know, that you haven't done yet. What would it be? Whether that be like different types of samples that you samples that you kind of want to start using, or different types of instrumentation, or different types of presentation of the art. Anything that you guys have been thinking about that you would add? I'm just being. I'm just really into just developing what I want to do and not. Trying to trying to reach out, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. incorporate things that I feel like I ought to, and I'm just I just started like a subscription service where I'm gonna be writing tons and tons of music. Yeah, that's buddy. kind of something. Well, that counts as a thing that I saw that. That counts, I think. Yeah. Drop a link to that if there is one. Drop it in the chat. Oh yeah. Because it looks fucking badass. Thank you. Thanks. Anybody else, real quick, before we have to tell y'all goodbye. Um, well, I was just considering just kind of branching out a little bit more in my source material, which I kind of started doing in Ocean Pacific some. Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to do something a little more different. Um, keep the, keep myself on my toes some and not go for samey material. It's been exciting. Interesting. I think it's been a great development. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I know we have to head out. I just, I'm just, I'm just doing more odd time signatures. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Your right. music has been in a constant state of flux, and I live for it. Make me twirl in seven four, please. Let's. Go. I already have something going for you. I got something Woo. great for you. Nice. Let's go. Nice. All right. It, Captain Jazz collab win. <laughs> <laughs>
please. <laughs> All right, we got Uniwa, Sound Market, and Ronnie in the chat. So everyone say goodbye oh, to right. Dan Mason, FM Skyline, Bye, and Luxury League. Bye. Goodbye, guys. Hey, Goodbye, guys. See y'all. We got our um, Central Time homies, our, our St. Louis, and um, I believe Uniwa is out in uh, Little Rock, last I checked. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we got the Vapor Space slash Central Time. And Uni, you played Vapor Space. Technically, you're yeah, a Vapor Space homie. Yeah, I am. I am. You are a Vapor uh, Space. And, and so are the two oh, of we, us. We... Yes, we have. Oh yeah, you guys played a great show too. All of all three of y'all. Oh, you're you're too kind. Um, oh let my me, god. Let me start off with um, Sound Market since I got you yeah. on the horn. Um, this is I I got some spicy ones for you guys, especially oh, because god. some of y'all oh, have wow. your hands, and I already know you've got some hot ones for me. All right, no names, okay? But if you had to explain why you dislike the most overrated act in your scene, why would that be? Well, you know, the Singularity Tour, Uniwa, just... Wait, uh, no names? <laughs> oh, I, that's a hot one. No, I, I'll think about this for a second. I want to craft a really hateful Do, response. Can I you, actually, guys go ahead. you want me actually to say a name? No. You say well, name. you know what? If you no, say dude, a name, do I'm it, not do it. I don't, I don't want to. No, no, no. <laughs> go for it, bro. Please, 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 please bro. bro, this is hot okay. takes. I won't well, make I will, you stop. I will, tell you, I will tell you why. I'll tell you that's all I need. Okay. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Everything else is extracurricular. That's fine. In my in my opinion, it's the inability to evolve past a certain point. Amen. And that's where I'm at. That's it. some real shit right there. Actually. I, I hear that a lot. That there seems- are some people in the scene that have a sound that works for them. And this is like, I'm not focusing this on one person or anything, but there are some people in the scene who do did find a sound that works for them and have not moved past that point yet. Very true. So we need, we need evolution. We need people to, to grow. I at least not, maybe not even evolution. I at least just want to see maturity musically from some artists that maybe haven't gotten there yet. Fair. Interesting. Yeah. Same, same. I want to see like, I, I, the growth is a part of the story. You know what I'm saying? It is. I think I talked about this last time I was on. You feel me? Did, so, yeah, that's a that's good point. Gro- a growth is a part of the story. And honestly, like I think that you know, we appreciate seeing artists do that because you kind of want to watch them take that journey because you yourself are taking a journey as you grow and you want to see the artists you love do it as well. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Ronnie, any thoughts? When I think of overrated people in the scene and, and what I think the problem is, is it comes down to ego. But uh, that's also based. That's also based right there. Yeah, true. Based, based, based. Truth. That's based and ego pilled. I try to, I try to, I try to stay away from it. It's it's easy enough to to cut a few people out because most of the scene is not egotistical. A few are, but most isn't. Most there's no way that you can confront people on that either because that's the nature of ego. You end up just butting heads against someone who is has this ego and you just can't explain it to them because they're not willing to listen to that kind of talk which is fine live your life like that if you want to but it's cutting you out of opportunities yeah very well said okay so i think those are honestly pretty popular responses and i think genuinely 
the majority of any scene would probably agree with y'all on that. Let me All ask right. you guys. Thank you for calling us uncreative. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just That's messing. not I'm what messing. I said. But, I'm messing. You know, I'm messing. I know, buddy. Let me ask you guys this. Um, Are there any artists? Because there are some people who definitely have like a certain sound locked down. Is, is there any artist that you can think of that like just does it so well that you wouldn't even care if they never changed it up at all because they just Blank do Banshee. it so damn okay luxury elite oh good take right yeah and and i mean it could be argued that some of those artists actually have tweaked their sound you know a bit but not like so much so that it's unrecognizable oh yeah i mean i with the blank banshee take i know blank banshee has evolved throughout his career but Generally, I, I love where it is and yeah. where it hasn't moved to. I mean, the music for Menus yeah. was kind of strange. Well, Did you, you guys like you, that one at all? What's that? Music for Menus. Did you guys okay. like that one at all? Haven't heard it? Music for Menus? I don't even... Who yeah, makes that? Didn't Blank Banshee make mu- a Music for Menus album? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Maybe, no, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, maybe not, I'm misremembering. I'll have to go. Uh, okay. I'll have to go double check. I can that. check that. I can look it up real quick. It was it was very very ambient. Okay, I'm not crazy. Lux Lux says he did. Um, well, okay. we'll move on since since it seems a lot of people haven't heard it. Chris, have you got any questions for these fine fellas? Uh, yeah. Ferrani, what motivates? Well, Ferrani and Samark, I guess. What motivates you guys to keep staying up the shows? Like, what is the big inspiration to do that? The more I do it, on. the better it gets. Oh, it's so no true. Shit, that's a good the answer. More- the more um, the more that Ron and I do this, the more people we meet that we end up, you know, having personal relationships with and friendships with and we party with them more frequently and just seeing people that are excited to come out and appreciate the genre with us is mm-hmm. more than enough motivation. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Hell yeah. Um Uniwa. What, uh, where are we, where are you going next with the sound? You're always changing it. You're all, and each album always has a different vibe and a different sort of technique to it. What is your next move going to be? Um, uh, to be honest, uh, basically where I'm in my career is I love like house music. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Wow. I, yes. I, I, I really fucking love house music my man <laughs> yes yeah. wow. we to it and i just listen to it and i analyze it and i want to advance into contemporary house and i want to make it a yes staple of the uniwa sound and i want to expand upon the concepts and Ooh. etherealness and euphoria Fuck that i put yeah. in my nostalgia in my shit you know what i'm saying like wow. i'm trying to kind of take it in a different direction and Try some new things. I was can I ask? Can I ask a question, Uni? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. You you talk about nostalgia and all this. Are you are you talking about like you want to make some disco house, some deep house? Like I want to know this I mean, Interesting I, question. I, I interesting see, question. I, I I see myself as in like I try to create nostalgia for a, a time that hasn't happened yet. If that makes oh, sense. Oh fuck yeah. that's cool. That's well said. It might not make sense, but it's like. Like definitely, like it, the time hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. <laughs> Let's and go, dude. That's that's. I'm that's very excited I'm... to hear what you're cooking up because I love house music. It might be simple, but it works, and it works incredibly well. 
Mm-hmm. Man, you can it, don't even call it simple, man. It's just good music. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how complex it like that shouldn't even be part of the question. If you vibe to it, you vibe to it. Thoroughly agree. There are some naysayers out there, but that's exa- I'm, you and I are of one mind about that. The naysayers can suck my dick. Easy. <laughs> Damn, I wish I was a naysayer. All right, you know, next. I also, my bad. No, my bad. Keep it up. Oh, um, I was I was gonna say we also should announce the the St. Louis show. I'm booked yeah. for February twenty fourth. One of my first out of the state shows. I'm heading out of Arkansas. Have y'all announced you know, that yet? We just well, announced it just now. Yeah, okay, you're 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 present this for is us announcing it now. Uh-huh. Prior to that, that's no, fucking no. badass. Yeah, first time February twenty fourth. That is February twenty fourth. Come see Uni Wa, my man. Ron, who else? Can you give me um, the? Uh... I can, well, one of them's in the chat. I hope that uh, you know it's not all confirmed yet. Ooh, but, one uh, of them is in the chat. Mm. Yeah, we got we got one in the chat. We've got uh, another one from St. Louis, and Very we've cool. got uh, we've got. It's going to be a great show. It is it going to be at Platypus again or elsewhere? It's going to be at Platypus. That was a great venue. At least I liked it. Chris, did you like Platypus? Great venue. You guys do amazing work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so I glad w- he didn't say he hated it. We're excited to go back to Platypus. We haven't we haven't been back there. My my hot take is related to to the live shows. If uh, you're oh at all God. interested. Holy shit! What? I my hot take is that. You know, those of us who are listening, the important thing is we need to be participating in our underground local music scene. We need Truth. to we need to be going to more shows. We need to be, uh, you know, if you need to mask up and go to a show, then then you know I see masks at every show I go to. Whatever it takes to get you out the door, and staying out a little late, and being around other people and listening to music live and loud because you're probably not doing it enough. And if I can it's- piggyback off of that right now, Ron is not just talking about vaporwave because you probably don't. Some people just don't have vaporwave shows is where they are. Yeah, true, but if you're not, yeah. you need to go to your chill wave shows, like your ambient shows that are happening. Right. Area. Your I swear to God, shows. there are experimental shows. I swear to God, there are some nerds with synthesizers doing ambient and experimental shows where you live. They're everywhere. It's it's like a it's like roaches. Yeah. yeah. But and look, if you're not going guys. to these shows. Yeah, absolutely team up with these guys. If you're not going to these shows, then you are, like, actively not supporting the scene that you want to come up in. And that's your problem. It, it needs it needs more attendees. It needs more more people paying covers and having fun. And yep. you start buying going. Drinks, you start, buying merch. Yeah, to just and enjoy yourself. Like, make it, make it a way that you can go and have fun. Like, figure, figure out who you want to be around. Uh, go by yourself, meet new people, whatever whatever it's going to take for you to get to the show, go to the show. Go to the show. Great, great advice, and you heard it on Hot Takes. Um, is there anything you guys have always wanted to ask each other? I love this question. Sorry. Oh, man. There's so many horrible things I want to ask Ron right now, but I just shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care at all about anything that Paul does. <laughs> all right, Ron, I have four questions. I, I never think four. about them. How, right. how big is your dick? What does your poop smell like? How big is your poop? What does your dick smell like? Just let me know. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I got a question. That's a I hot take. Oh, I got a 
Unbelievable. Uh, hey, Videodrome, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Videodrome for the 10-party ten, ten raid. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my right, God. 10-party right. raid. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Fuck Videodrome. Yeah, Videodrome. That's so just, sick. just talking about support, and Videodrome rolls through with the raid. Uni, what was the question you said you wanted to ask? Uh, I don't know if it incriminates Ronnie, though. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Definitely don't oh, want to incriminate. <laughs> a, a little light incrimination. Let's go. Yeah, code words, please. Where, where, where you, where you get that good ass weed from? Oh <laughs> my god, dude! I get it from Ron. Thank you for asking. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh it is, it is wonderful weed. It really is. Ron and with I, the right? St. Louis hookup. That shit was gas, bro. I, <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I found it. Good stuff. Well, uh, found it on the side of the road. Yeah. <clears throat> Skelly, do you uh, do you have another quick one for the boys before we have to tell them good night? Um, here, do you? No, I'm actually okay right now. This has been. I don't know what to ask after the questions that sound like. I've got. I've got a quick one. <laughs> I'm so I want to ask. That was inappropriate. I, I have a quick no, one for you. I, I just didn't want to talk all night long. But Uni, um, you've had a you've had some pretty good success, not just in vaporwave, but in other scenes like the synthwave scene too, man. Why do you yeah. think some yeah. acts blow up and get popular and some of them don't? Mm. Um, I was just talking to my manager about this earlier. I think that, uh, you know, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's ability to adapt is different. And, and also the time in which they do can vary. So I think it's like, it's, it's really intricate because I feel like, of course, people that are younger can get ahead of the, the wave early like i started when i was like 13 Jesus. Right. so i was able to get like i was able to get way like you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i was able to be shitty for a little period of time then get up <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i love the rawness in this man's and then, answers and when the time came for and when the time for came for me to really truly define my sound and like really create a brand like i could do it but like everybody's ability to do that is like different or you know what i'm saying well yeah. said so, it comes down to that, yeah. Very okay. Stuff. I like the optimism and the just, like, realness of that answer. So I appreciate Absolutely. that. Well, fellas, no thank problem. you so much for joining us. I don't want to boot y'all off, but there is a time to say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> thank you so much for being here and for being y'all. Thanks for having us. Go to shows. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Stick around for you Wizard of Loneliness. He's working the hardest on the scene. January twentieth, vape error in St. Louis with uh, okay. Kate, with KC, with Sound Market, and with no ganking. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then February twenty fourth with Uniwa and more. It's we, Hell yeah. amazing. You guys are doing the most. Good night, guys. See Good you. Night. Thank you. And everybody say hello to our next round of guests. We have three D Blast in the house. We have hey. Disco Holic. Hi. And we have the Wizard of Loneliness. He's Welcome to Hot Takes, up. guys. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm gonna. Hi, this, this is, are we the silly group? Uh, yeah. You know, group. I didn't really I have saw the docket. They labeled oh, wow. this clown crew. Clown yeah, crew. <laughs> labeled. Damn. Just calling me out. I know this is hot takes, but goddamn, guys. Okay. Uh, starting with Disco Holic, if I may, before I go grab a drink, what is the most overrated See? Daft Punk song? He's going to get a drink while he's supposed to be hosting. <laughs> oh. this. Posting. What, what is the most overrated know, Daft Punk song? Well, now well, he's like now that the clown crew's here. I don't. I can hang. I don't do too much. I want you to shit talk a Daft Punk song. Okay. Wait, uh, the what, most. That's the. 
The most overrated Daft Punk song? I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, no, I like this. Let's go. Go get your drink. What? Yeah, I kind of want to know the answer. Say anything and and, and the both of you guys, the question really is, what is your favorite Axe most overrated song? So Wait, if it's can not... I answer? Yeah. No. Okay, well, you go to get your drink and I'll answer the question. Yeah, go answer the question. I'll just watch it on the VOD. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I am Isaac. This first question is for Disco Hall. Uh, I think... What he sounds like. No, that's not what he sounds like. <laughs> this is what he sounds like. No, that's... <laughs> Oh. Did he get oh, a drink yet? Already. Wait, you got his drink. What's the answer to the question? Get your drink. Go drink. Oh, come on. We got it. We we got it. This. <laughs> oh, we got it. This. We got it. This. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> the most overrated Daft Punk track is probably "Get Lucky." What the? Oh, that's a really good answer. It's probably the most. Oh, it's not a bad track. It's just possibly the most overrated because it gets played the most. Yes. The, have you heard the song on uh, off? Where are you speaking? I'm talking through my paper towel roll. <laughs> That's not how Isaac sounds. <laughs> He's got his own megaphone. He brought his own <laughs> what the his fuck? own his own bullhorn. Have uh, you yeah. heard of on off? Have you heard? Why if use it, break it, SpongeBob? I think that's the most <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Uh, that's a good answer too. Technologic Technologic is the most overrated for you? Yeah. I Damn. think that Get Lucky got an appropriate amount of uh tempering of okay. you know, like some people definitely were not loving it and I think they were a little bit more at ease to be vocal about that than with mm -hmm. any of the older Daft Punk stuff. I, I think the whole human after all album is just um not as great, definitely not as great as Discovery and like no. uh, Random Access Memories. I always saw the Human After All album as sort of like a, a toolkit album. Like this is an album that when we do things with it live, we can mix it with a lot of other things. We can cut it apart easily. Like it's like oh. here's like stuff we can use, and when we're doing it live, we're gonna like really fuck around with everything in it. So it's sort of bare bones ish. You know what I mean? Hey, Isaac, got any more it's questions like a DJ's to answer for us? Do I have any more? What? <laughs> yeah. What's the shittiest Daft Punk song, and why do you hate it? <laughs> for oh, actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Daft Punk. Man, that was very funny. I'm extremely depressed right now. You guys are making me laugh. I appreciate that. Oh, that's funny, oh. piece of shit. <laughs> I'm so glad um, you're here, buddy. I, I will say, uh, tech, um, Human After All is probably best enjoyed in the in in Alive 2007. That's where okay. I probably enjoyed. Yeah, the that's exactly right. Yeah, when, in the context of like the live performance stuff. Yeah. All right, Isaac, you have another question? Uh, well, you know, I I didn't. It didn't have to be Daft Punk for, for 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 specifically you know, but but I just want to know if the Wiz has an overrated favorite act song he wants to throw out there too. Uh, I'm doesn't gonna have to go be Daft Punk. pretty neutral on this. Every time I've like really gotten into an artist and then kind of gotten a sense for what was the most hyped one, I definitely like start out with a little resistance to it. But I, like every other time that I've done that, I've come back around to that and you know softened on it so I, I don't really um you know i can ev eventually i come around to uh whatever the hype that i dismissed at first was. the hit so, um yeah yeah i, I find, feel I that mean, i have to i have to recontextualize it and then i can appreciate it again i kind of have to rediscover it after my jaded you know interpretation of hype has worn off Dude, I'm honestly the same way. If something gets overhyped or over recommended, I'm on automatically like, I don't want to hear that. 
Yeah, and but then I'll when you come around words. to it on your own, you know, it's has more value because it seems like you found it rather than someone else telling you it was the good one to listen to. Yeah. I feel like I literally asked Randy the same question when we had him on the show. Did we uh, get your response on that yet? About Daft Punk specifically? Or just it doesn't artist? have to be Daft Punk, man. I know you're a big fan of like Daft Punk, Kanye. I, I know you're a big fan of Disclosure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there an Disclosure. Disclosure. Oh, Any song by Disclosure like, you think Yeah, do you like Latch? Is it good? Latch is a good song, but like it's so funny because that song is in six eight, you know. True, it's the triplet. That's the most type. funny of all time. Signature. But but what's funny is that like their whole set will like mix like together like just perfectly, and then at the end they have to like stop the whole thing and be like, never. And the right, whole they crowd's can't like, this is the, the next single, song. and it's like it's so funny they can't mix their hottest song that's in a weird. <laughs> I like that song. It's it's certainly their most poppy. I think every now and then they'll do like an album that is. Um, they just released Energy a few, like a year ago, and yeah, they did. That's <laughs> that album's really good, and they released like half of it as singles, and all those singles are like super housey and like really you know dope. But then this first half is all very poppy. Hmm. Um, they're not bad, but they're definitely more lyrical, more playable. Um, you know, none of them are bad. I love all of them. You know, gotcha. I'm trying to think of one that I like actively don't like. I don't. I don't think so. I think that's that artist I have saved. That's a great every place single to be. One of them. Mm. Like on Spotify, like every single one of them saved. With Daft Punk, I think a lot of their stuff from like Human After All or Homework that are just very. It is. I don't know. Some of those songs I think are a little rough. I don't know. I feel I think, that. They're definitely meant to be that way, but like industrially or like yeah. very gritty, and again less listenable. But you're right about live though, disco. It's like those work very well in context. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to them on their own as often yeah. as the other albums. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be funny, I think. Hey, I that's okay. No, I'm sure Chris. Serious. I'm sure Chris is burning to ask you guys something. Um, you know, I kind of do want to know what's the songwriting process like for you guys. I asked this question to to another group earlier, but like particularly for you guys, what is it like for you? Is it is it structured or is it only when you feel it? First, I lay down the drum track, then I send it over to my guitarist, Discoholic, and then he (laughs) he writes the riffs, and then he sends it over to our vocalist, Wizard of Loneliness, and he writes the hook. And it's all credited. That's clean as fuck. It's it's all credited. Damn, Discoholic, the ghostwriter. Yeah. Mm He pulls the strings. Yeah. We just actually, we release under different. We are all just, just puppets in Disco Holic's mm-hmm. grand game. Yeah. Brady Blast mm-hmm. released a splice pack, and it's all our songs. But <laughs> he put his name over it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, someone can go for serious if they want. Um, well, let's I start just, with Disco. I, yeah, I think I Disco just, probably writes the most traditionally out of all. Yeah, I'm interested to know what he your composes like. more more so. Um, I mean, it's traditional in the sense that I start with, like, just noodling chords on the piano. I don't, like, there's, like, the tra- traditional traditional with, like, a dude with a quill and, like, in his, like, bass. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, write, I, I, like, hand make the staff and everything. With, like, an organ going, ah, oh, and stabbing on it. <laughs> but, yeah. no, yeah, I just, I, I start with the piano and then, you know, I, you know, kind of block down the chords and then everything comes after that. So, p- like, piano, bass line. Um, melody, keys. Uh, I said keys again. Drums, wow. stuff like that. Idiot. I <laughs> what an asshole. The, uh... So, like, <laughs> if you do it out of order, do you like, like, oh man, I did it wrong? No, I mean, actually, I'm that's wrong. for other people to tell him. 
I would like to experiment with <laughs> you, you know, did it wrong. I would like to experiment with uh, doing it in unique ways to see what happens. You know what I'm saying? I feel wow. that. That's uh, so brave. Thank I you. can't believe he finally said it. He's been yeah. waiting to tell us that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're a brave one. Uh, I usually start with the Animal Crossing Town Tune editor. <laughs> and, uh, those, hey, um, <laughs> damn! I make mine in Mario Paint. That's my whole yeah. right there. Um, I think I usually start. You know, a lot of my stuff sampled and stuff, obviously. So I love to hear something in the song that catches my ear, and I'll just mm. go through. And there's like certain tones, and you can see me do this when I stream it. But like, yeah, I'll pick those out, highlight them, move them to the front of the track, and then like mm -hmm. start arranging stuff. And usually after that, I'll go for like a the beat and like the vibe. And then we'll start adding layers and layers and layers. You know what I mean? And then I, uh, what did you say? Noodle on the keys, and then I'll say keys twice. Yeah. Well, I'm there just going to start by saying I noodle three times, and then that's the basis <laughs> okay, the of any noodle. good song. Triple I do noodle. a triple noodle. Ah, uh, al dente. Yes. Bro. Yes. Um, I think the only thing that might be, I mean, I mine's probably similar to how, more similar to how Randy does it. Um... I think the only thing I might do a little bit differently is I've been trying to uh, take like a break halfway through once I have mm -hmm. like the sample work done and then I like kind of just test myself to think of songs that have a similar vocal hook like a, a, a vocal mm, hook okay. that matches up with the melody. Oh yeah, the king of that. Yeah, so that's I like I love playing that like little trivia game with myself because I try to remember like, like what would you mix everything I like what songs would you mix into each other if you were DJing a party yeah so I'm I treat it like okay I have I have a new thing that I've started using a sample and now I want to like treat it as the the music bed for something that let's say an artist would give an acapella or like a set of stems that way so I my my job then is like let me go through my musical memory and think what songs have vocal hooks that sound like that so um and then just doing a lot of like transposing in my head so i'll like go find the song and then like okay well it's not the same key or okay. you know what if i turn it down a couple pitches to to match that key you're um, doing a lot of the work in your head initially then yeah mm -hmm. yeah so mm. i'm like i'll i'll listen on the acapella yeah. i i steal acapella where do you get your ideas YouTube. Ooh. Uh, i steal them i steal those too um <laughs> So I'll listen to the acapella track Mods. and I'll like, you know, pause out. it, sing it down a couple pitches and be like, yeah, that does match. And then I'll, you know, then I'll commit to throwing it into the song. That has happened you know, many times on my like newer album at this point yeah. where like you can tell where like I just made a song and it's just like, oh, that probably fits here. And then I just yeah. do it. Yeah. And I'll just leave it there. Brandy, were you quoting Norm with that? Where do you get your ideas from? I mean, Norm. I think Adam Egget delivers that At, line. Yeah. Show. Oh, Norm, yeah, but, yeah. Where do you get your ideas? Where do you get your ideas? It's the funniest question you can ever ask someone, as an artist. Where do you get your ideas? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure everyone got here... him under the Queensboro Bridge. Sure I asked Frank the same voice. question about his tweeting process, and I guess I was like, I didn't get the final thought out, and I was just like, "How do you come up with all those tweets, bro? Are you just thinking all the time." <laughs> Yeah, I rewatched them. Like, Genius, stupid as hell. Tweeting, tweeting is an art form. You guys <laughs> seriously? Oh uh, yeah, you're pretty. Most... What disco? Don't what? let him ask. I've heard. You... I've previewed this question. It's not good. Okay. Let it. Wait. I want to hear it now. No, no. Let it. Uh, let it happen. Let, let it out. Let, let him cook. Him let him cook. Boys. Hold up. Because let him cook. Wait, one of you guys wants to ask each other a question. I say let it rip. I want to hear his question. Let stop interrupting, Isaac. 
Go get another drink, Isaac, please. Yeah. Oh my god. What were you um, gonna ask before you were interrupted? Anyways. Get another drink. Do you, yeah, do you, uh, what was it? You got this, come on. You guys record voice memos? Uh, I have a, I have a I memo. told you! I, not voice I memos. told you that question! It's not, what's that? How is that a weird one? I have a notepad on my phone. It's got all my songs like, names and album names and everything. I've actually tried to record voice memos if I have like a tune in my mind that I think might be good later and it never translates. It never works out properly for me. Doobie doobie I try to translate doobie doobie the music. Doobie doobie. And I just listen yeah. to it hours later. I'm like, what is this battling? Do you record it in the car? That's yeah. usually where oh my, my voice yeah. memos happen. It does. I can't ever like. Are you guys ever driving in your car? You ever drive? Driving in my. You uh. You should record more voice memos where you imitate somebody else's voice, buddy. <laughs> ah. Hmm. Oh yeah, those were fun. Ten out funny. of ten, I recommend. My name. Oh yeah, those were great. <laughs> I remember when Disco did that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's still saved on my phone. It was so gold. This is the this is the first time I've talked to Disco in like a long time, dude. He's been bitch, so busy. Bitches be, he, I'm literally Fiber is actually at my place right now. We're working on. Oh our shit, Fiber. What are you working on? We're working on our MacFest panel. Go uh, on. Mention me. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Do not. Not in the good content. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. These are some artists to avoid in the scene. This guy will. Go. Oh my god! It's a tr it's a trash talking panel the whole time. <laughs> this guy will make you question which words you think you're allowed to say. Ooh! If I hear like him now say it, appropriate I'm time to say good night to the boys. <laughs> but night. on the real, 3D Blast, Discoholic, Wiz, thank you for thank joining you guys us. So much for being we here. We appreciate you guys, you guys for, for you. being here. <laughs> Happy New Year! Bye Have bye. a good night, guys. Right. Be well. Bye. Okay. And with that, we've got PJ Rourke in chat. PJ is deafened, uh, and we will be joined very soon. We've got B Fant, Fiber. What's up, buddy? Yo, how's you it going? You knew exactly when to jump in Good. because we kicked Disco Holic off. Yeah. Oh, it's true. because Disco because I'm with Disco right now, and he screamed from the other room, "Get in!" Yeah. So. There you go. We got. Oh, PJ, you're echoing a little bit. Yeah, if you have the stream open, just make sure you, like, turn it down. Yeah, you might have uh, to quit so out of your Twitch, Fiber, buddy. You've been doing a lot of live performances lately. Have you excited about that? You've got Magfest coming up. How do you feel about all the more the more recent live uh, performances it, you've been doing? You know, it's really interesting. It's 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 been an incredible experience. Um, mm -hmm. It's the most shows I've ever done, like, in my life. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, a lot of Montem people along, the, uh, along for the ride, especially uh, Disco. And... Um, it's just, it's interesting because, like, in a way, I'm able to kind of, like, live out, like, some of the craziest dreams that I've had, like, yeah. for, like, the last, you know, like, 15 years or so. Um, but they're a bit different than what I thought, you know? There's, like, a lot of work that goes into, like, the prep for those. There's, like, a lot of, like, emphasis on, like, taking care of yourself. Otherwise, you can fall apart, like, pretty easily. The travel can be really exhausting. Yeah. And um, yeah. I also had some weird misfortunes, like, in L.A., where, like, I got, like, all my shit stolen. Um, yeah, of course, Ooh, that. that's terrible, buddy. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They broke into our Very car much. and like stole like you telling me about this. Yeah. tons of jewelry, that, all my Gross. equipment, and I still recovered my set. So, fuck him. I, yeah, I that's how you know you're it. a real one. Yeah. A... Um, luckily, luckily, Sarah like took a photo of my set in the plane, and from that, I was able to recover most I of my cue points and all of my tracks. And I had my uh, laptop 
uh, backed up on iCloud. So I just ran to the Apple store and like got a new laptop the next day. Um, thank God I actually have a job now because otherwise that wouldn't have been Hooray. possible. That's fucking uh-huh. unreal. Man, that's how you know you were a real one. You can recover mm-hmm. all your shit from a screenshot. Be- For sure. Beef on PJ, how are you guys doing? Yeah, sorry about that. I, I I had Twitch and Discord open at the same time, so... Oh, oh you're good, buddy. You didn't know. I don't know how anything works. Uh, no, you, you both sound great. Okay, good. Yeah, you yeah. got the, the Zvi Honda out there. Uh, question yeah. question for you guys, Um, starting with B, if I may ask. Yeah. What is some of your favorite examples of really good album artwork? Ooh. Um... I really enjoy album artwork that doesn't have to have like the name of the artist or the name of the album on it. Um, okay. So like Adam Hartmother by Pink Floyd is like always the first example to come to my mind. Um, early Dust Dynamic Shroud stuff. Right. Stuff like that. Those, no. those are definitely my favorites. The Black Midi stuff, pretty great. Do you say that because, yeah. like, you, you believe the artwork is so iconic that there's no need for the artist to be named? It's just instantly recognizable, or is there another reason? That's that's the goal, I think. That's that's the ultimate hope, is that you you become one with it. Right. So, Hell yeah. Those are some great examples. PJ, do you have some examples of some artwork that you think is just phenomenal album artwork? I completely agree with B. Like, I, I don't think uh, the text should have to serve any purpose like at that point it's just really ancillary to like what should envelop you in uh like what is represented by the music like you shouldn't need additional information uh in text form to tell you that um and yeah i do think i do think black midi's work is a really good example uh obviously like replica is one i always go to yeah Mm Yeah, just stuff like that. Just, just very strong image work that doesn't necessarily need the context of text to tell you, like, who this is by or what this album is. Uh, it should be represented visually, like what you're hearing. Mm. So that that that's a really interesting point. Do you prefer for the, or just generally, do you prefer that an album have be text free, the cover not have any yeah. text on it? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, God, it's free real estate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless there's very good text work, which is not common, um, they can read. They can read the. Uh, they can like read the album, like yeah, on Spotify like on or spine, anything yeah. else, or right. like on the spine or like on the yeah. ledger notes. Good point. <laughs> there's, there's many things to tell you, like what what you're what you're here. Like you're if you're already going into an album knowing who it's by, like you don't need the excess text. <laughs> What about like for singles? You kind of sometimes have to do it for a single. It feels like yeah. it's more appropriate for that. Well, or maybe not. Here's well, here's. I don't listen to singles. I listen to full albums because I'm a true patrician. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Right here's here's what I'm thinking. There's like so many electronic labels that like because of like the frequency of releases, they have almost this like template for like album covers and whatnot. You'll see Good this point. happen on like a lot of like different like electronic like um like record labels. I mean, I've seen like a lot of like big name releases with just kind of like this like specific font over a specific color palette Mm -hmm. um spinning records is like a really good example of like it was just that s for like god knows how long i think they might just be doing the same thing um but yeah i do prefer like album covers that don't have text i guess i don't care if there is text on it if it complements it well i think like some of like the 
like the new DDS stuff has like a very, very cool like titling on it. Um, but Agreed. I think like great album covers. The first one I think of is like Porter Robinson's Nurture. Like it just encapsulates like the yeah. mood of that like so well. Um, mm. Bonito Generation by Cara Cara Bonito is another one. Um, let me think, let me think. I think those are like the two that I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Daft Punk Discovery. Well, well, yeah, but like a lot of the Daft Punk Ooh. stuff then just goes right here. Hi. Your time is up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You fool. would. <laughs> Go get another drink. Um, get another it's drink. Cool. Go hydrate yourself, loser. All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Daft Punk stuff, I mean, is like, I feel like, I don't know, like E-Man made that logo. It's just, it is very, like a very memorable piece, but I think I do agree that like I prefer covers with like minimal text. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, B? Text or no text? Yeah, no, like I said, definitely, you know, no text can be just as strong in conveying what you're listening to, especially if it garners, you know, like a lot of attention. Like, I, like that becomes very um, synonymous with the music itself. Like, you'll see sometimes people will be like, oh, I made, like, a minimalist version of this album cover. Right. It's like, I made an 8-foot. Like, like it's it's possible yeah, to yeah. convey that message. But, like Fiber was saying, like, a lot of the, like, the new DDS stuff where the art is synonymous with the text. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. there, there are obvious exceptions to my rule, but... There's a lot of detail work around the text as well, though. Exactly. So I think that's what contributes to it. Exactly. There's definitely, there's definitely like a disparity between text that looks intentional and text that looks slapped on, like incidental. I feel I feel yeah. like a really great example of this, not to toot our own horn, but is Discoholics Anonymous. That was yeah. actually a, like a yeah. like a. It was like a very good example. It was it very was good, it, yeah. so the font itself is not done in post. It's aligned a bit in post. But what we did is we printed giant sheets of A4 paper, like with like one or two letters cut them out and then filled them out with like marker yeah um, and that's and really? that's what that yeah and that's that's how we did the titling for discoholics anonymous we had like three or four people helping with that i remember hearing the story of the setup of that that shot and i thought it was so cool too oh i scattered out like 120 classrooms and it was yeah. during the weekend so like what? the doors were locked yeah the doors were locked at my school like during the weekends so i had to find like doors that they had forgotten to unlock and give very specific directions <laughs> on how to access different buildings from those unlocked doors because we have like walkways that are like open between buildings and stuff and that's how we got to the classroom oh that's too perfect yeah chris have you uh, got any questions for the folks in, sh in the uh the group right now yeah well first for the for the um the two artists the two visual artists what is the when you sit down and do your work? Do you start with a feeling, or is you, or you start with a discipline? Like this is the time I do it, and this is when I'm going to do it. Because you both do a lot of output. Um, <laughs> maybe not as much this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm definitely not that disciplined. Um, I, I think lately it's, it's it comes a lot more from a, a feeling and an inspiration, and. Mm -hmm. um, Particularly lately, like I, I've kind of been in a very like insulated loop, where I'm not doing as much commission work and mostly do, working on my own projects. Um, so it's really just like um, finding the, the time and energy to contribute to that. Um, I, 
think like with, comm with commission work, it's much different. Uh, that I, I do try to dedicate time to. Um, so it's really just whatever I'm working on at the time. But no, I, I would say most of the time it, it doesn't come from discipline. It more comes from just uh, situational energy. It <laughs> makes sense. Very cool. Bifon, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat now. It used to be disciplinary across the board. Uh, up until maybe like four or five months ago where work, my day job just got unbearable. So I'm mm. at the point where I, I, I've stepped away from commission work for a little bit this year, uh, hoping to get back into that later on, but I'm trying to step away and do some more like self-authored work, mm -hmm. trying to create little isolated universes and making things out of that and hoping people are interested in it uh just trying to figure out why i'm still feeling the need to do all of this in general um yeah no 100 like <laughs> all right fiber question for you you are uh, are now working you are running the label you are making music you're playing a lot of shows how have you been balancing all this? Have you found it difficult? Or do you think you've Ooh. figured out a rhythm or is it still, it's still, it's always a process? Ooh, I don't know. It's weird. Half of me thinks it's like still a process. Like it's almost mm -hmm. like I have to find time for all these things. Um, I will say that in terms of like my inspiration, it ties into what the other two said. Um, I tend to get more inspired when I like actually just like make myself like make music. Um, mm -hmm. Because if I am trying to do something, not necessarily just making music, but doing random sound design or just screwing around and whatnot, I have more exposure to it and I feel like the inspiration comes to me quicker. When I'm not engaging in those sorts of things, it can be like really difficult to come up with any ideas. So I try to do them consistently. But in terms of, you know, now I'm working a job, I, I'm very lucky to have a job that I think is extremely flexible towards my needs. And so that's something that I'm very lucky to have. And I understand a lot of people don't have. Being in mind, it's still like a 40 hour a week job. So what I actually did was I had to give up some stuff, to be honest with you, for the first time ever. Um, and that thing for me was audio engineering. I Ooh, thought about wow. it and I and I oh, thought yeah. about how. OK, why was I doing this in the first place? And partially the reason why I was doing it was not not because I didn't enjoy helping out other people with their releases, but because after doing it for so many years and also it taking up so much of, of my time, I also realized that I was doing it because I needed it as a form of secondary income to help the record label mm -hmm. out. Now I have my own job and like the record label is doing better. So it's almost like, well, I wanna work on my 30P. Like, I, I mean, I can't do all of this all at the same time. So yeah, I, I made a decision to pretty much just cut it mostly out of my life. I still do it for friends every once in a while and I'm still doing some for Montem. But a lot of this is like, a lot of what I'm trying to do for 2023 is I'm trying to focus on the things that like genuinely make me like happy. Um, and, you know, some of that means like, you know, we are scaling up to the point where it's like, I have to offload some of the work off of myself. And we've actually hired like, two audio engineers from Montem. Oh, wow. We're now working with a lacquer cutting engineer that's like cut records for like Lana Del Rey and Ozzy Osbourne. Ooh. Very, very cool, per very cool yeah. guy that I, yeah. Um, but we're trying to do that more and we're trying to offload some of like the contract 
that we're signing to like other people um some of the clerical stuff some of like the the handling of like our finances and whatnot like keeping track of all that stuff like we're trying to find other people to help us with this because if we want to do all this and i also want to make music and we also want to do like more shows like it's just going to be impossible like i've had to just deal with the fact that you know like yeah i'm doing an insane amount but like i'm also human (laughs) and like yeah i have a limit and i have to admit that to myself so that has been refreshing because now i'm allowing myself to relax and do more things that i otherwise couldn't do when i was in college so i feel like i'm happy overall good that's great guys we uh we've got like a we've we've got to say good night to you guys as badly as i hate this part of of the interview i want to thank the finally no i'm just kidding (laughs) love you man thank you so much good night fiber b pj thank you so much for being here y'all both have a lovely night okay all right catch y'all later thank you for having us bye-bye absolutely be safe hey it's porter vaughn in the chat what's up porter so glad that you made it we didn't think we were going to be able to get you on tonight, but I'm so glad that you came through. We've got Pacific Plaza in the chat. Discoholic trying to get back in the chat. Fuck and you, Disco. Indie, Fuck indie, you, Disco. <laughs> let him in. Let indie him in. Oh, no, no. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to uh, pose a question to y'all, starting with Indie. Um, two of you guys are record label. You're run record labels uh, of sorts, or at least curate quite a mm-hmm. bit, at least in your local scene. Uh, and, and one of you is very much a, a well-known uh, man of the people, you could say. Yeah. So I want to know, starting with Indie Advent. Is I there hope an, that's me. <laughs> is there an underrated act that you can think of in the scene that you'd like to shout out and put us on, Indie? Oh, my God. There's so many. Um, indie knows all the real ones. Underrated. Um, you know, is it an effect? Is it offensive? What if they're not actually underrated? <laughs> I mean, I'll somebody say, that we need to be put on. Mm-hmm. That you haven't had on the show. Uh, first off, okay, I just want to talk. I don't know if they're underrated, but I would just want to give a shout out to Enrail. Okay. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. I backed that Straight a up. thousand times. <laughs> Straight up. Um, you know, I was a big fan in the beginning. <clears throat> Groovy Kaiju actually got me hooked uh when he came up to toronto a few years back and shout out you know, i haven't looked back um shout out to virtual 94 for that putting out that vinyl check out the mm-hmm. uh, space world it's on their Bandcamp, available oh, yeah. now um yeah, i just i really look forward to the future of unreal um yeah. I'll, I'll pass it over to alex and porter yeah to, let's go alex what do you think from there Oh, I'll definitely second Unreal. I mean, I've seen Nathan play live many times and had him mm-hmm. on a bunch of shows. And did a little road trip in the beginning of last year with him and Earthboy yeah. up to Teach Hill NorCal back when he was in Davis. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it the same question for me? Underrated yeah, man. in um, general? Shout out an mm-hmm. underrated act that you want to put us on. An underrated act I want to put people on. Uh, well, I'm just going to pick someone from my label then. Because we put out a really awesome album this year by this artist called Goame, who's like been in the scene for years, like pretty low key. It's spelled G-O-A-M-A-E. And every release they do, it's just fantastic. They do plunder phonic stuff, but it's very dream punky. It really like sits right in between classic vaporwave and dream punk. 
And there, I think it's like a duo of people. I don't really know their whole deep backstory. Uh, funny enough, like a Utopia District person was gonna like interview them, and then they were very hard to get in contact with, I guess. And really, I don't know. I've done two albums with this artist, and Planet nice. Mansion and Shadow Domain are just both great. And so they are actually, I would say actually underrated like no one talks about them but they've been around they've had releases on a couple different labels including like golf audio and so and uh like dmt and stuff like that so i'll, I'll go with that one that is a great nice, pick nice, because nice pick. yeah i've not oh, heard yeah. either one of those albums if you want to drop them in the chat at some point that would be super helpful so some yeah, of us can definitely put both of listen to and possibly buy one of those releases who do you want to shout out porter who's somebody that you think is underrated that needs um, that shout out. Can, can I shout out two people? Yes, yes of course you please. can. Please. Uh, okay, so I want to shout out um, two people who I think are like, in my mind, they're vapor adjacent. Okay. Um, I'm not 100% sure like how they consider their own music to be related to Vaporwave, but I know that they're definitely adjacent, at least in terms of... Uh, like social media and right. kind of the circle they're in. I want to shout out uh, No X Beats and Ooh, Sky yeah. Yamaha. Oh yeah, nice. Sky Yamaha mm. is cool as yeah, shit. Yeah, Sky is super awesome. Yeah, we were like, at that Sky that show. Perform. Super That's underrated nice. and like the vibe they capture is amazing. Um, I've actually heard them speak a little bit. Really, really cool person. Very cool. And Definitely. she plays the flute live during some of her yes, songs. That was so dope. Which oh is my god. Dope. I was yeah. overjoyed I, to get to see that. I think that I've wanted to do describe. something with that artist for so long. Yeah, you want to know something cool? Uh, so a year ago, and actually, uh, or, or last last year in February, so February 2022, I was on hot takes during this, but right. I went to vacation in the Bahamas for a month. You yeah, remember, I remember that? I fully remember, remember this, yeah. Yeah, that was actually, I think maybe that was the last time I was on this show, was on Hot Takes. Yeah, yeah. buddy. But, uh, I was listening to a ton of Sky Yamaha, and like, I was playing it, downloading it, and I remember she was like, I told her I was listening to her, and she was like, yeah, I was wondering who my random listener in the Bahamas was. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, right. my oh my god, that's good. <laughs> so glad you, you broke your social media hiatus to be with us tonight. Yes. Uh, yeah, um... So for people who know me, yeah, it's definitely been a hiatus. Um, I will be the first to admit that I am like super unavailable these days. I guess it's the best word to say. Um, I would say exclusive. Mostly, that's just a lifestyle thing right now with work and commuting. Um, I generally have like one or two hours of free time to myself. Uh, I see. At least until I move out, which is like hopefully a next few months kind of thing. And then time frees up. Um, for anyone who does know what I do, I am always still working on music. It's just uh, my workflow has changed these days. And instead of being that person who starts a million things I can't finish, um, the last couple of years, I've kind of narrowed myself down to like, eight to ten songs that i'm super invested in wow and nice. even though it's taken me a few years you know it's okay. like you know there might be a, a month where you know i just work on one song that month yeah. in my free time and then sometimes i have those sporadic moments where i'm like yeah let's spend you know 
48 hours making music nonstop. Yeah. Uh, that that comes and goes, yeah. but uh, definitely I will. I can tell you that I have every intention of putting out music again, of continuing the Porter Vaughn thing again. Uh, I don't even want to say continuing. It's more like for me starting fresh, yeah, and doing something a lot bigger. And like I said, for a couple of years now, I've just been kind of working on the same eight to ten songs. And my philosophy for the next thing I release is bangers all the way down. Yeah, mm-hmm. buddy. Chris, you got some questions for the uh, label owners in the chat? I, I do, actually. Um, yeah, so my, my big question is really kind of a general one, but what does the vaporwave scene mean to you guys? Like, what do you when you think of it, what do you think of? Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah, you guys from, have such like a big presence first. Just say, who wants to go first? Is it cool if so we hear from Indy first and, and then the Pacific Plaza? Let's yeah, 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 for sure. Take it uh, away, Andy. Um, uh, so, I, I don't know. It's it's a great question. I don't want to take too much time answering like the whole scope of what it is, but I'll narrow it down on, onto one portion of it. You know, the whole okay. consumerist thing versus the whole punk approach there's kind of two very different ways to look at it and um i just think we could see more of the pushing of the profoundness of the sound and the concepts to be kind of more in line with that punk or political approach like there's so much Mm -hmm. things wrong with the world right now all this social media twitter war corruption kind of going on um i i just think there's it's perfect time for it and i really like that about some vaporwave from the past and um uh yeah i'll just say that you know part of it is trying to figure out where the balance is between that corporate consumption but also the production you know we kind of slide right in between depending on what we're listening to right so um it, it means the world to me and it's super unique and I think we're really lucky to be able to share this vague understanding of it and trying to understand like always pushing what the definition is um, yeah I just think uh, I love that you know, we're, we're yeah. so lucky to be able to share this secret together <laughs> nice super well said yeah there's like something special about vaporwave where it's built its own like micro maybe not even micro but like you know serious like internal economy mm-hmm. and that's the same thing like punk and a lot of alternative social movements have always done whether that was like people organizing in cities to like feed each other or people like punk bands buying each other's records and pressing each other's records which is the same thing the vaporwave people you know we all do now we buy each other's records we press each other's records we help each other get stuff done we try to keep things within you know the community to lift everyone up and it's kind of like there's an attitude in this scene of like a rising tide will lift all boats and that's like the thing i enjoy most about it what keeps me around is like it's like a truly like grassroots involved scene and that's kind of what i you know did when i was working in other you know genres back in the day when I was like playing in different types of bands or friends with different types of people and that's one of the things that like always like struck me about vaporwave when I got deeper into it back in you know 2016 into 17 was that there is this like grassroots and accessibility to it you just gotta like get a daw and start messing uh-huh. around with stuff you know it's like punk where you just need you know three chords and the truth 
because of the yeah, I love it. Oh, wow. True. <laughs> I love the love the it. constant comparison to the punk rock scene because it is there. The ethos yeah. is absolutely there. And I, mean, I like what Alex said. and I come from this, the punk scene too. Absolutely. So I, I don't know if that's part For of it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's so many people in the vaporwave scene and internet music scene who like we're involved in like real life, you know, scenes that were alternative. And even like I love listening to like hear uh, uh, Scott Michael from Atlantis talk about mm. the Johnstown, Pennsylvania music scene. Blows my mind. Okay. Oh, Talking my about the Johnstown, Pennsylvania music scene in the like first Obama presidency. That's crazy to think about. But that's part of the genesis yeah. of Vaporwave, him being part yeah. of that and doing yeah. his like in person audio experiments and recording those and putting them on the Atlantis Bandcamp next to St. Pepsi and next to Lux and next to Skelly. You that's know? Right, what I'm right. saying, man. We need we need more like that was profound, right? I yeah, wish that's like that's like that. the history stuff I hope the documentary gets into but even if it doesn't like there's been a lot of podcasts people have done over the years which I really hope get archived that you could hear those things where people talk about it when they do the long form interviews that like especially Indy used to do which revealed yeah. just so much Three, interesting information yeah. in like the yeah. basically pre-econ one and two era Indy just like blew open the lid on like the backgrounds of so many interesting people in the scene Man, right. That's actually true. I was true. one of those interviews, Thanks, and yeah. the interesting thing about the interview that Indy did with me at that time was no one really knew anything about me, and so no one knew what to expect from that interview, but when I sat down with Indy, that was like a good couple hours where we just yep. like cracked it open and got right into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's putting people on. That's growing yeah. your scene. Yeah, and you need that, you know? Like, I don't know who I was talking to recently, but like, you know, there's like these waves of different people who are like writing or intensely covering the scene. And one of my hot takes, I guess, would be that that we don't have a strong center for that right now. Yeah. No offense mm-hmm. to Utopia District or anyone who's trying to do that, the arcology and stuff. But mm-hmm. no, sure. that usually just naturally happens. It's hard to force that. Like Private Suite, yeah. like didn't just become like a big entity because it existed Sunbleached, if anyone remembers Sunbleached when that was around yeah. oh, mixtapes yeah. right. having a bunch of vaporwave writers didn't just happen you know yeah like true. it wasn't forced Tiny mixtapes was actually just the only place covering it and so people gravitated there who wanted to write about it included keith rankin which we found out on hot mm-hmm. takes so now you yeah, guys are sort of doing well. that work but you guys don't do super in-depth long form because you're doing community participation which is great and i love it too but it's also why i don't consider you a podcast yeah. I remember on another that hot, hot take topic. Hot take. <laughs> I remember that hot take. That's very interesting. You're right. Yeah. Huh. Well, fellas, we got a couple minutes it's left. Better. Are there any questions you guys have ever wanted to ask each other? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought of one yesterday for Alex, and I can't. I didn't write it down. So Dang someone it. else maybe go first. It might come back to me. Uh, I didn't even think about this. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Gosh. I'm really good at those. Oh, I got one. Stumpers. Okay. I got a second one. Let's hear it from you. Okay. Okay. So you've been getting a lot into analog video, Alex. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious, you know, as a video thinker, creator, what are your recommendations for cataloging and like finding the right footage and like organizing what you've used and how you're going to use it and all that kind of thing. So, interesting, I don't, like, really catalog much. What I've kind of enjoyed about video is that, like, I'm not looking for a specific thing. Like, I have a bunch of VHS tapes 
And the tapes I have is like the stuff I use. Like I very rarely go rip things off of YouTube or burn things to DVDs, which is the easiest way for me to get digital stuff into my setup is to literally burn it to a DVD. So for me, it's really uh, based on what I have in my uh, VHS box (laughs) that sits under my table of video gear. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the label, I, I literally just like rip so many different things off of YouTube and just put in like search terms and try and find interesting videos that like will work for advertising stuff and making like clips for social media. And that's where I focus a lot of like video stuff now. It's just like editing and making like <coughs> stuff to promote things on the label and like help mm-hmm. explain the releases and music that we're putting out, you know. It's yeah. like the auto release we're about to do on Friday. I'm going to give that a plug before yeah, shout out. I have to get off yeah. here. New album from Auto. Uh, on Friday, I was like, I need to look up transportation clips and like more retro feeling transportation clips because the album's about two different going to different places and different places around the world that Otto found out he had listeners in, and that's oh, what inspired awesome. the song titles and concept was that. Bandcamp data essentially, which is a shame. Bandcamp Daily literally said no to us when we submitted the album, but that's a whole mm. new thing. So, Guys, this is my least yeah. favorite part of our interaction, but we have to say goodbye <laughs> to Indy, uh, okay. Porter, and, and Pacific Plaza. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, y'all. We love you guys. It was a great pleasure inspiring. being on, and I just want to say, to kind of segue into the next part of the night, Fire Tools and Golden Living Room are two of my favorites. Um, wow. Two people <laughs> who, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend I know them better than I do, but as far as artists and musically, uh, they just put so much of themselves into their music and they make something amazing that I, for me, I guess is vapor adjacent. And, you know, they may feel how they feel about that, but uh, they're amazing. Love them. Have a great night. Thanks for having me on. Good night, y'all, and welcome, Angel and Golden Living Room just disappeared. Hopefully, they'll be back. And Syllabus, welcome back, y'all. Hey, we're so glad to have y'all back on the show. I want to just jump right into it. Um, Angel, you you have a lot of different aliases and a lot of different projects, but there have undoubtedly been like most popular tracks of yours, like hits, as it were. Can you tell us the story behind creating maybe one of your more well-known tracks of your choice? Um, the well-known ones are usually, they end up being my least favorite. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I, funny how it's that goes. Surprise though, because like, I feel like most like pop artists are probably that way because like a lot of people only ever hear like your most popular songs. And then you end up like, kind of like feeling like you wish they understood you more. You wish they listened to the deep cuts so they really knew who you were. So I kind of, I have to go through that. But one of the most popular tracks is uh, a song called Thick, Flowy, Glowy, Sparkly, Stingy, Pain, .mpeg. Um, It's kind of like a, I kind of made it to try to sound like Deftones for like Mm -hmm. half of it. And then the second half is just kind of like, twinkly guitar and keyboard stuff and that's cool it it's that's one that gets like some of the most plays on spotify and youtube and stuff um and i do really like it it's just like listen to my weird stuff if you really want to know what i'm doing yeah and like what i'm after i guess but that's cool every artist has to has to deal with that and i think my goal is to just make sure the singles that i push 
are ones that have a lot to offer and are like a good summary of what I'm trying to do. Right. I mean, it, it may be the first thing some listeners ever hear, right? Yeah, the first thing. For better and or for sometimes, worse. sometimes the only thing, or at least like one of the five songs, you know, the world is, it, it seems to be getting more into songs and singles and not so much albums. And I, True. I make albums. That's like my thing. I love albums. It's like if you remove one song, it's not what... It, you're missing something really significant so the whole singles thing is like kind of hard for me to deal with like when the label's like well which songs do you want to be the singles and it's like impossible to choose because if i choose yeah. one that means the other ones aren't singles and then it just feels like really incomplete really well said joel uh golden living room tell us the story behind your most well-known track <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you yeah, sound great, so. buddy. Thanks for being here. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, according to Spotify, my, my most well-known track is something called Interdimensional Chocobo from my album. <laughs> nice. Um, which is literally uh, just a just a slowed-down version of the Chocobo theme from Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> like, um, and, I mean, yeah, I do, like, some, like, counter melodies and a little bit of like improv on there and i don't even know why this song is popular it's not even good but uh <laughs> i think it got but chosen it's final from, like, fantasy that's right that, that might be why it's got a good groove so when you, when i slowed it down it creates this real nice like, kind of like groove to it yeah. um okay like that's ever played final fantasy 11 and struggled through that game um <laughs> Uh, they they would know like you're on the chocobo and you're like ah oh, I'm finally not moving like incredibly slow because it's running just on foot and that game is just so painful anyway <laughs> so, so yeah I created this song and I, it was like at a time when I realized that I wasn't gonna be able to stay up late and work on music anymore so I started waking up at like five in the morning before work and I was like the most productive uh, working on working at like that early in the morning. Um, and I remember like working on it, and I had like really horrible latency problems. And I was using this old ass uh, uh, PC, and I would have to like anticipate and play the notes sooner in order for oh it to God. sync up. And I didn't know how to, uh, I didn't know how to like quantize back then. It was a solo and interdimensional chocobo. You'll hear, uh, you'll hear that the solo was just like a tiny little bit off. Uh, at the very end there, but yeah, Damn. that's this one. I'm that's according to Spotify. That's my most popular song. But, um, yeah, and then there's that. a there's a remix that I did with Luxury Elite for uh, Signal that I did. Um, what is it from World Class? I think Fire. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, that one is one of my favorites of all time. Um, and, nice. and honestly. One of the remixes that I did for Fire Tools is one of my favorites of all time. Also, I just let, like somehow these end up turning uh, into some of the best that I've done. But yeah, that that signal track. Uh, if you ever hear my my remix of that, it's probably one of my like most prized uh, recordings that I've ever made. <laughs> Hell yeah, Syllabus. I I don't know if you're tuned in, but we just played Days Gone By from the Music of the Now Age Four on live. Which wow. has got to be one of my favorite things you've ever yeah. made, by the way. 
Hey, um, thank but, you. Yeah, yeah it's fucking, that. It's it might be one of my favorite tracks on the entire comp. But anyways, why don't you tell us the story of your most popular track? I have like two. Please. <laughs> tell us um, both. I mean, okay, so there's Condominium Living, which I love that, so- I some, love that one some of you might <laughs> might remember from 2014. Um that was that was back in the, the good old days of um, slowing down a song and then putting a four four kick on it. Um I don't know, if it just uh blew up somehow on i think like soundcloud and youtube i think there was like an artsy music upload um nice and i for for a while i guess mostly this year i was hating on it quite a lot but um i don't know upon re-listening it's like yeah it's a very simple track um you know there's really not much you know chopping or like um i don't know there's not a ton of i guess uh, if you compare it with the, my most recent track on um, Music of the Now Age, there's not there's not a lot there, I guess. But um, I guess the simplicity and bounciness of it <laughs> connects with people in a way that um, I didn't expect and didn't really understand until um, recently, I suppose. Um, and then the other one is Temple Stage 01, which was in that Vaporwave songs in their original samples video, which I think mm-hmm. I uh, talked about a little last time here. You did, yeah. Nice. Um, and that one, that one is, like, uh, baffling to me, I guess, that people, like, they, I guess, there's a very polarizing reaction to it, uh, um, I've found. So, I don't know. It's, like, at some point... Um, Sorry, am I peeking a lot? <laughs> uh, a little bit, but it's okay. I've oh, got God. continuity. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, you do, you know, some something you make, you know, a bunch of people, like, I guess it finds its audience. And, you know, for a while, it like, I, I felt a little bit resentful over it because, you know, as um, Angel was saying, it's like, take a look at my weirder stuff. Um, yeah, right. You know, take a look at the stuff that is, I guess, in in my case, you know, far more personal to me. Um, but I don't know if I guess you know if I make something and um, it connects with a lot of people more than just myself, then that's really cool. Um, well, yeah. So. <laughs> Have you I noticed a pattern? Like we both just talked about our. Our hit songs being ones that, you know, we wish we wish they were other ones. And he, uh, Joel even said that about his most well-known song. I don't know if you've been asking the other people the same question, but I'm no, curious to know, like, how many of us feel that way. That would be um, a wonderful thing to hear from everybody at some point. Yeah, we actually know you, you are all the only people we've asked this question to. Um, and I yeah. can see you have a question on your mind, buddy. Oh, me? Um, yeah, I mean, actually, first of all, I can say that one of my more well-known songs is Real Time Lover, and I'm very pleased that that's one of the more listened-to songs that I have, actually. And I honestly was, like, concerned about releasing it, because when I finally released it, I didn't want people to really hear it. So I actually remember thinking, I'm only going to release this when I feel like more people will hear it, and it worked out that way. So that worked out for Like when you had a bigger audience? I don't know. Just when the energy felt it was going to be appropriate... Uh. It, it, it worked. Cool. 
and it worked the first time I released it back when I first released it, it did pretty well on, on, on SoundCloud and such. And then when I released it finally onto Spotify and I held off a long time putting it on Spotify, I held off like two years. I finally put it on Spotify and it got picked up by the Vaporwave uh, playlist. So, well, I admire your patience. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Let me when ask I'm you. When I'm finished with something, yeah. I just like I have to get it out right away, or I go crazy. So it's really hard for me to wait for albums to get released. Like to, waiting for like vinyl to get made. Yeah, it's torture. <laughs> Angel, there, there's a song that you mastered for me that I, I brought to you uh, several several months ago, and I. Uh, um, you, know, you haven't released that yet. Because I'm waiting for the right energy. It's the same oh thing with God. that. Oh my God. Uh, it, it even got to the point where you, you actually messaged me like did i do this for you i'm like you did thank you yeah uh, um no i love I'm, that I, i'm waiting and that's a very personal song for me and it's for a person that i you know that's very personal and uh i'm waiting for the right time so but let me ask my question because i don't want to run out of time you, you've all mentioned that you wish people would listen to something else aside from the biggest i mean you're very pleased that they listen to you to some to the popular song by by you all but what is the song that you wish people would listen to you know oh, i want to wish they want people to hear well i guess since i spoke first maybe we can go yeah, let's hear order. from you um, and then and then golden living room yeah um so i wouldn't say it's a song but i think it's like a um like a section of an album on my skinless x1 album okay from like track five to eight or, or nine or no track five to like 10 actually i think it's like this whole section of like instrumentals and like experimental stuff and then there's one like sample based song and it's like you know i put a bunch of songs with vocals the more catchy ones at the beginning okay. and then like a couple at the end but there's this whole stretch that i feel like i don't know i feel like a lot of people just think that stuff is like filler like yeah. they want to get to the part with the four four beat and the screaming vocals and yeah. and stuff like that and it's just like oh this is just an intro this is just an interlude and like oh. that stuff is just as important to me so i but i i don't want people to like listen to anything that they don't resonate with so on the other hand i'm just like please just like what you like but yeah. you know i guess i kind of wish that um yeah. that stuff wasn't like skipped over as much you know yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I think people need to hear that. Uh, Joel, what about you? Uh, I released an album in 2017 uh, called uh, Autoscopy. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Anyway. Um, autoscopy? No, autoscopy? Autoscopy? I don't know. Is it Autoscopy? <laughs> I don't know. I released an album from an artist a long time ago, and that was the name of the album. And I, I always said Autoscopy, but I don't know. I never talked to the guy at IRL, so. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that... Yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, like Angel said, from, like, the, the last half... Okay, so it started out as, like, unreleased songs or songs that were on concert that, like, like very popular or whatever. Mm -hmm. like the first half was like that and then from like track 8 to 14 was all brand new music that had never been released before but i didn't do any promo for this album mm -hmm. i tried like the the just drop it and see what happens and this <laughs> album totally kind of like flopped and so um the last like four or five tracks on that album are so like it, like it was an evolutionary time between my old style to my new style yeah and uh yeah so and then there's also the whole entire this is where i am right now album that i feel like is some of my best that i wish people would listen more of okay 
Uh, Let's get a really quick response from Syllabus before we have to yeah, say goodnight. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I've re rehearsed this in my head really quickly. So it, for me, <laughs> less of a matter of people like listening to like specific songs that I would want them to listen to, but I would rather people, you know, really listen to anything else that I've produced and give me feedback, like, because I feel like a lot of the time I don't get much feedback aside from, oh, I like this, oh, the vibes are good. Um, and, you know, it, it, it would be really nice to like, just hear, you know, why people connected with something or why people really right. liked it or, you know, what didn't work for them. Um, because I feel like I don't get a lot of that. Anyway, thanks for having us all Syllabus, on Golden Living yeah, Room, thank so Angel, thank you so much for being here tonight. We love yeah. y'all and hope you have an amazing 2023. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Yeah. Good night, guys. Yeah. Let's Good say night, hello yeah. to our synth pop trio. We got Dreaming Diary, formerly known oh, as wow. Digital Sex. Hey. We got Drink Your Tears, and we got Fashionista Boyfriend back on the show. Oh, wow. Oh, Welcome back, y'all. Thank up? you so much for being here. What up? What up, Isaac and Chris? How you guys doing? Good to hear from you all. Again. I need to turn you. I need to turn you up. Is what I'm, I need I'm to a, do. Um, starting. I'm, I'm hanging with, in there. Is that better? Um, I got it. Don't worry about it, buddy. It. All right. And and Chris, um, if you need to take a pee break, you're welcome. Really Go right ahead. Um, starting with uh, Dreaming Diary again. I I know you as Digital Sex, uh, but but Whoa. you've got you've you've taken a, a huge different direction with Dreaming Diary. I want to know, um, what is like something that you used to be into? It could be a genre, it could be an album, it could be an act. Mm. What is something you used to be into that you're just not into anymore? And tell me why that is. I'm going to ask y'all all this, so be ready. So in high school, I would just um, browse like um, chiptune labels, like um, Ubiquitune, Calm Down Kidder, Pause, like all these labels, and I would just burn them on like CDs, and I, that's all I listened to in high school was like chiptune, chiptune chip on Gucci, Alex yeah. Mauer, like all these old school uh, musicians through these like obscure labels and i don't know what happened i just kind of fell out of it um yeah but that was like my first like real like love for like a specific genre was i feel like, like these... chiptune gets people yeah. especially young people it's like really easy to get into yeah. probably especially if you're a fan of video games no yeah for sure it, it's super like sugary and kind of like cutesy and um i started getting into like trackers and shit and it it it's just the sound activates something in my like in like my primal brain for some reason. I just right. like love like the like a square wave and like a sawtooth, like all these like simple sounds and um it's like fucking bleep loops I'm really like into. <laughs> but Very uh cool. over time I just kind of I think I eventually just found Vaporwave and Shoegaze and like all these other, you know, dream pop Beautiful. all these other genres and I was like, Oh, like let me expand upon that but I still have a folio of like all these burn CDs somewhere that I gotta dig out. But um yeah, 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 yeah. Chiptune was yeah. like my first, yeah. my first love. I remember chatting with you about the Depreciation Guild. I think we talked about yes. that on your episode. It's Big still like hands. a uh, Spirit Youth is still like my favorite album, top ten. Fucking fire! Did it's you ever get into the anniversary? Do you remember the anniversary? I remember the anniversary. The anniversary? anniversary. No. Is it? Uh, is it what they're called? Yeah, but they're it more like, chip tune. like they were. They're not chip tune. They're yeah, like it more like chip tune. For they're, sure. they're more like second wave emo stuff. They're yeah, like, but they oh, had like chip tune since. They were on um, like Vagrant Records with like the Get Up Kids and stuff like that. I I love the album Designing a Nervous Breakdown, but we're not here to talk to you. No, right, yeah, let me, right. let me check that out. Yeah, yeah drink your great. tears. Let's hear an example of something you used to be into and and that you're not into, and why are you not into it anymore? All right, um, uh, I guess I would have to say like dubstep because I was into it for such a long time from like. Mm -hmm. 
2010 till probably 2014, which isn't really that long, but I was still in high school in right. 2010, so it's like, it was a long while for me, but it's not that I'm not a fan of it. Like, when I hear it now, I'm like, oh, fuck, why am I not listening to this film? <laughs> right. But I just kind of, like, slipped out of it for a minute, because, like, I'll be honest, right around, like, 2014... I kind of like discovered vaporwave and I was like, Oh no, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Same, same. I found it. Okay. A bunch of when I was like 16, 17, still in high school. And then I did that all the way till I was like 19 years old. And I was like, all right, I'm just kind of burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It'd be like that. That's fair. Yeah. Dubstep that- is still fucking awesome though. Like I love it. Rhythm, all that shit. <laughs> a rhythm okay fashionista boyfriend let's hear your what, what you used to be into that you have since abandoned and why um so i kind of wanted to add on to the whole chip tune thing that was a really big part of like my startup as a musician oh, really? my, i actually have two like chip tune albums that i did i didn't put them on yeah, spotify but I'll they're on like my soundcloud what i've heard is I really good definitely please. Will. <laughs> please. thank you man yeah i have this song called paradise which is like a huge like uh sonic kind of influence thing with that like fm baseline stuff like that super funky um mm-hmm. but yeah that's kind of something i used to listen to a lot a lot like i don't want gucci all that mm-hmm. stuff oh, um so that was one and then like screamo music was a big part of my childhood okay, and yeah. i just kind of kind of gave up on that you know it's like were hearing you, it now i'm like oh man were you I more to like the scram <laughs> stuff or or more kind of like the like the under oath type like oh under oath for sure like i mean Double i was into Spada, under oath. Fuck it. i i'm actually <laughs> I still kind of under, under oath yeah <laughs> but yeah most of that stuff i'm kind of throwing away i got you skelly you want to jump in with something good uh yeah. So, um, let me ask you guys: Is there any particular albums currently that you are listening to quite often and are feeling pretty inspired by every time you hear them? Ooh. Mm. Particularly for you guys who are composing a lot of your own music, is there yeah. anything right now? Um. So for me, uh, Brother Tiger's new album just came out. Yeah. Um, How'd your show go, by the way? Yeah, oh, it was know. so tight, dude. It was so much tired, fun, dude. man. So yeah, glad I got a follow sh- up on that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so man. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to meet up with John after the show and we talked a little bit. And awesome. uh, yeah, next time I'm on the East Coast, I'll definitely hit him up and uh, do a tour or something. That'd be cool. Ooh, that would be awesome. Great show and great record. This is a great album overall. Yeah. Uh, Digital Sex and Drink Your Tears. What about you? What about you two? I haven't been, I mean, I've listened to shit every week, but, like, this isn't a new band by any means, but I was right. kind of tough, like, going back to New Shoes. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, I've yes. heard of New Shoes. Yeah, like, yeah. So I haven't thought about them in a long time. Oh, man, they're so <laughs> tight. Yeah, wow. I have their album Told You So on vinyl, but I've been listening to Poolside more, mm. and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. No, well, yeah, uh, Digital them. Sex? Dreaming Diary? Uh, talking like recently, that new um, that new Always record was pretty great. The uh, Blue Rev. If any of y'all heard yeah. that yet? I it's not. um, I haven't heard it yet. No. It's, Can you describe it? It moves away. It moves away from their traditional synth pop roots to more like shoegaze synth pop in a way. Yeah. It's very '80s in like Sounds the best fun. possible way. Um, one of the songs even ends with like 
doing like a callback to that um, take on me, like the high pitch note at the end. Like it, it, it's it's thoroughly 80s and like really fun and just like. Damn, you gotta drop a link to that in chat. That sounds really. Yes, fun. I I feel like. Yeah. Hopefully, some people have listened to it. I, I love that album. Um, but um, I just love like how dense the sound is. Like it's very layered, and it's, it's like guitars and synths and all these like her vocals like kind of like blend into the mix really well, and it mm -hmm. kind of becomes this like cacophony of like sound, and it's really pretty. Interesting. Well, is there any shoegaze influence to it, or maybe a little dream pop? Oh, maybe? totally. When yeah. um, I I was like, oh, this sounds like shoegaze, and then I checked Ooh. their um their live attention. performances, and they're playing like they're playing with like the Jazzmaster shoegaze guitar. They're doing like the thing of the tremolo a tremolo bar where it's like you okay. you strum and you like bend the the notes, and I'm that like, this is literally, so cool just, literally just shoegaze. Like mm -hmm. they're literally just making me shoegaze, <laughs> but it's um. I don't know, I've never really heard that blend of like synths with that kind of sound before and it just it's it's electric. It's really really beautiful. I think one of one of my favorite artists that kind of blends that vibe is Secret Attraction. Oh, yes, that. that's yeah. um that was my oh, one of my earliest influences was Really? Nice. Was Thanks um, for the link it, by the way. Was it Blush? It was that all I think pink so. cover. Yeah, Blush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh like Call Me Up and like all these like um tracks that were like really like hypnagogic and beautiful mm -hmm. were really inspired me to really like to change up my my deal and really do more um synth poppy hypnagogic pop you listen to music. hawaii 94 stuff at all a little bit that's I another good surfing. example uh, nice yeah. I've, I've someone compared me to them before and i haven't really checked well, them out too much yeah it's lee's but... solo solo stuff it's phenomenal this is no, a yeah, hot take but i out. honestly mm -hmm. like hawaii 94 better Sorry, I agree. Oh, yeah, really? for sure. All right, all right. Hyping him up. And surfing yeah. is good, but I just Surf really like Lee's work. I'm so sad to hear that he's not going to do Hawaii 94 anymore. You never know yeah. what he's yeah. going to do. You never know. He right. contributed guitars to, to that. Better? Who knows? Lee contributed guitar guitars to the one of my Polymath Vampire songs under Hawaii 94. So that is very true. Nice. He did. You never know. Um, all right, guys. Um, well, let me ask. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys have ever wanted to ask each other? Actually, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you go for it. So, digital sex. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I actually met you briefly at uh, Econ. I know. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> she goes, I, I, I know. Like, I was like, I don't know if you remember. All right. I remember. Hi, oh, what's up? So, what do you think that your music would smell like? <laughs> I have thought of this. Um, it would be fuchsia. Fuck, what would it be? It'd be like lavender. I was thinking uh, that too. Synth dust, like in like an old like Juno. <laughs> I was thinking the complete opposite. What were you th the opposite of that? I'm interested. So in it, I'll just go into a, a quick Nat Geo so Oh, for digital sex, yeah. Yeah, when I was a little kid, my we had like a small house fire. And oh, <laughs> oh, shit. That's so terrible. I remember, like, after we moved, all of our stuff kind of smelled like house fire. But, like, I remember my Nintendo 64 having a very, like, specific smell to it. It still smelled like new gaming system, but, like, also mm -hmm. kind of, like, burnt plastic. Yeah, yeah, the smell so was really Did you ever just like, sniff yeah. the N64? Yes. I probably I would have. For I mean, I I have I have one right here. I can take a sniff. If somebody real quick. caught me, I would pretend I was doing something else, but I would I would be sniffing it. 
Yeah, it's like dusty, but it's like nostalgic and like kind of plastic yeah. yeah. That's a I great exactly description of Vaporwave, bro. Dusty, nostalgic, kind of plastic. <laughs> dusty, plastic. Dusty for sure. <laughs> dusty boys, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's beautiful. Very cool. Any other last minute questions you want to get in, Chris? Um, yes, I do. Um, so I just wanted a quick question. Would you, would you, do, when you write your music, easier to start by writing the melody first or writing a chord progression first? You should. Damn, let's hear from Fashionista Boyfriend first. Uh, yeah. I am um, honestly more of a melody guy. And if it's not the melody, it's definitely uh, the percussion. Percussion's a big part of what gets the groove going for me, you True. know? Interesting. Yeah. Digital sex? Uh, definitely chords. Just chords. figuring out the, mm. the foundation. But if I have like a melody in my head, I can definitely try to try to get that down. But I'm jealous of you for that because it is so hard for me to figure out chords after like I'm a melody person as well. I know, that's why I don't yeah. do it. <laughs> it's mm. it's it sucks. Oh, no. mm. I think that's why you guys make synth pop. But then again, <laughs> you did say you do chord progression first. <clears throat> I mean, you guys don't all exclusively strictly make synth pop, but you kind of like all dance around that theme. And I feel like yeah. it's a very melody heavy, uh, I wouldn't even yeah. say melodramatic genre of music. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. And I, I, that's a good thing. I mean, I love mm. strong hooks. It's one of my favorite things personally. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's all about the hook, for sure. The chorus. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, y'all. It's not time to say goodbye yet, but if you have any hot take you want to spit out real quick in the last 60 seconds, now's the time! Oh, fuck. Ah, shit. Uh, Uh, 2023 is going to be a great year. That's my hot take. I like that hot take. I'll take it. Because it could just be a a dumpster fire. It can only get better, right? No, I I would like it to be be great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Take is don't eat sardines out of a can. I love sardines in a can. Really? (laughs) You just got to get the higher end stuff, like Kipper snacks. I'm serious. And with that, it looks like our next batch of people is here. So right, don't cool. get sardines out of a can. <laughs> or do if you're me. Good night. Digital love sex, streaming nice. diary, drink your tears, fashionista boyfriend. Thank you so much for being here. We love y'all. Thanks, guys. Have a good 2023, much, okay? Much love. Much love. Of course. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Joining Bye. us now, we have Be Careful. We have Inrail, and we have Groovy Kaiju. Three of the most hypest, Yo, most positivest people I think I've ever met. Yeah. I wanted to say hi to you in the, the green room. Be careful, but good to see you. Your camera wasn't on. I know what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm actually at work right now. just trying to get ball. Yikes! Let me turn you up. Um. So be careful is on the job OTJ right now. So nobody oh say goodness. anything funny in here, okay? <clears throat> but I do want to start with you, buddy, and I want to just ask you, what is the weirdest music that you enjoy? Oh, by the way, I just I dismissed all my employees, and I'm just chilling in my car now. So, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, I, I picked yeah. this question for the three of y'all because y'all have such 
all three of y'all have such a wide variety of taste, but I, I want to know from each one of y'all, starting with you, be careful, what's the weirdest music you enjoy? I that's that's a strange question. I actually have no idea. I would I would probably just say wave. Mm. Oh, I love that's wave. Love wave. Chris and I both fuck with wave music heavy. Yes, yes, for sure. Who are some of your favorite acts? Uh, Pearl White is huge for me. Love and Pearl I actually White. um I know him. He lives in a place like really close to where I grew up and we've uh, gotten to collab in the past as well I also I don't know if you guys ever heard uh, John Frusciante's like electronic projects and like his um, project under called Nidra Laws usually just no I haven't I love that stuff uh uh I've not man you're gonna have to link us in the chat because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean absolutely. when I think wave I just think like Climax Kid Henrik you know uh, a lot of, a lot of, of Dream you know so Sounds like you got the deep cuts. Oh no no he he doesn't do wave. That's just like another like almost niche genre that I love. Um, Ninja Lost and he's just a T-shirt is like a really weird side project that James Fisher did. I got. I think I think that's like his drag name that he used to use for the hundred percent. Um, in rail, you're you're muted still, buddy. What do you think is the weirdest music yeah. that you enjoy? Uh, I think that's. It's kind of tough because it's subjective. Sorry, I'm in like a car on the highway. No, right it's now. A, thank you guys for making time to join us yeah, wherever you, so you are. Yeah. I'm I'm in Seattle. I'm a, I'm like on sick visiting home for the holidays. Um, <clears throat> thank you for making time for us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no doubt. I, I love being here. Um, I I think it's kind of a weird, like subjective kind of question. Like, what's the weirdest music I it listen is, to? Indeed, I like. fair. I guess people would consider like. Farrah Abraham, or like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess a lot of people would consider like Giant Claw to be weird. I listen to a lot of Giant Claw. Yeah, we do stand Giant Claw on hot takes. Of course. Yeah, I, I stand Giant Claw. Giant Claw is my the best artist ever. Giant Claw definitely put on a hell of a set. I'm told at Econ Three. Unfortunately, I was seeing somebody else. Oh. But apparently that was that was the place to be. Yeah, it, it kind of was. F. I'm, I'm sorry you missed out. Who are you seeing? You know, honestly, buddy, I don't remember. I think maybe he crossed over with FM Skyline or Hotel Pools or somebody. No, no, he didn't. I don't know, man. Maybe I was trying to get food. <laughs> I was real zoomed, It's okay. Bro. It's all right. Wait, yeah, all right. So, yeah. Groovy, put us on. Who's somebody subjective that's weird that you listen to? Can I give uh, two answers? Yeah, they're, they're tied. Absolutely. All right. So the first one is this uh, group called iClick. Um, I think they're probably uh, the greatest music I very much enjoy. Um, it's yeah. featuring somebody on the call actually oh, <laughs> here my. right now as a duo between Unreal and uh, Will. Uh, but yeah, I like their stuff a lot just because it is like so. I think they like to play with rhythm a lot, and that's True. probably my weird thing is I really like experimentations in rhythm. The more I think mm-hmm. about my musical taste, that makes um, sense. So a lot of that. I feel and that. Lots of like weird like back and forth and all types of stutters and things that I really enjoy. Another mm-hmm. good example, I think, and I've been dragging people like All Hell Break Sloops and Frank Jaffsey with me to these shows out in LA. Um, I noticed that called, lately, yeah. Yeah. There's one called Scenario 808. It spawned out of low-end theory from the LA beat scene, but I have a oh, really yeah. big love for the LA beat scene. And there's yeah, a person buddy. that recently played named Antojay, and I'll type them both in the chat right now. Please do. Uh, but Antojay, there's uh, pretty much, again, they just experiment with rhythm a lot. And like if you listen to their stuff, it's just – 
my little brother was like, why are you listening to just a blender? But to me, I'm like, yo, these polyrhythms, though? Mm-hmm. Polyrhythms, though? That's oh, funny. my God. So, yeah, probably Antoje and iClick are my two choices. Shout out Will Wade, by the way, for helping us promote this episode. Yeah, he, he couldn't make it this time because he's like on an airplane right now or something. He, Fair he, is, he is on th- an airplane. Thank, you. <laughs> thank we, you, Groovy, for shouting us out. Yeah, we course, got some we got some tight to. homies in the chat. I, I purposely I put all these groups together, you know. In the yeah, you did a great job putting the groups together. Oh, you're too kind. Um I'm sure you've got a burning question for these three. I do, particularly for these three. You guys are actually all pretty um pretty focused on doing live performances, like more than a lot of other artists actually. You've probably done a, several of them. Very true. What is what what do you guys get from doing the, get out of doing the live performances? It feels, for me, it feels like that's, like, the true way to express, like, the music I made is to see other people trying to figure out how to move and dance to it. I feel like that's, like, very important to me. And some of my most, I guess, like, influential moments were are seeing other people perform live, you know? Like, that... I heard that when I saw that giant claw set that blew my fucking ass away and I oh like oh my god me too I'm, me too I immediately like after I got back from New York I just like started working on like 18 new albums just as a burst of inspiration from from that and I I, I wish I could I hope one day that people will feel the same way in regards to seeing me live and also absolutely it's just fun jumping around like an idiot to like music that you made and like seeing other people enjoy it too. It's like a very satisfying and fulfilling feeling. Yeah. Buddy, one of my biggest regrets of the Econ 3 weekend is leaving the um, Vapor Space event early. Granted, we're one of the only people that actually had luck getting out of um, LaGuardia, but, but missing you and Will performing was not the move, and I regret it. Yeah, more that, than I that, regret missing Giant Claw. That was the show of the year, right there. That was the set of the I year. Saw the well I it. saw the footage. They I wish, it. wish I could have made that happen. Um, be careful. The same, the same question. The same question, though, for you. What do you get out of the live performances? You know, I I feel super comfortable on stage, and it's just so satisfying being able to, like kind of change your set live along mm-hmm. to what the audience is responding to mm-hmm. and it also helps me combine my passion with um like hip-hop and r&b because most of my live performance i'm always mixing acapellas from some of my favorite songs live so it's mm-hmm. just a, a good blend of being able to do everything that i like doing in music and just mm-hmm. showing like the versatility that i have in my library on top of that it's it's what's helping me gauge what i'm going to be putting on my next album Oh, I'm so you are going to do another album. I wasn't yeah. sure after the first interview we had with you. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm actually not going to be doing any solo stuff anytime soon, but I'm working on a, a collab album. Oh, nice. Very cool. all house. Maybe wow. some future funk, but mostly house. It's interesting oh, how the live performs can influence what you start making. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's particularly cool. Wait, uh, Aaron, uh, Ruby, same question. 
Yeah. Um, so first, I'll say real quick, Nathan, uh, during your last iClick set, I was losing my mind. So your music shows definitely inspire the exact thing you're saying, Hope Inspires. Thank you. But, Thank you. Uh, for me, honestly, so I guess, again, I'm doing two, two things. The first way more important thing for me is just meeting people at the shows. I love meeting people that like genuinely connect with my music. And it's just always a trippy, like almost Rubik's Cube type feeling of like, what is it about this person that we have a connection where we both think these sounds, these air wiggles are like good. And it's trippy to see like how that manifests in other people and like what about them also connects with me and what I like. So that's probably the number one thing easy is just connecting with other people at live shows. And the number two is, uh, yeah. so all for my songs, um, I try to like do live, like I guess DJ and air quotes improvisation of like effects mm -hmm. and things. And that's what the final song is. So it's always fun to go back and play it live because it's different every time. And from that process, I then learn other fun ways to perform the same song that I've already released that I could have done in another version. Um, yeah. And it's fun to just pick up new little tricks and stuff from playing the same thing over and over and like new stutters that sound cool here that I didn't originally expect. And maybe this feels good at the moment and stuff like that. Like you'll see in a lot of my sets, sometimes I'll just start laughing because I'm like, oh, I didn't expect yeah. it to work, but it did. <laughs> how do, how do you decide so. where you want to put the Kirby sound effects? Uh, just when it feels good, dude. It's like jazz. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can, I can one thousand percent vouch for both Groovy and Be Careful as incredible live performers. Yep. I've seen Groovy probably like twenty times now. Me too, and a like handful. Each, each time, it's like fucking just so much fun to dance along with everyone else, and you know, hearing the songs you recognize and having to run up close. Yeah, to dance yeah, with. that's me. And I'm, seeing be be careful at like the Chicago show about a year yeah. ago. Be careful, like threw in like some Chief Keef acapellas yeah. and like oh, imagine some that. Fucking, I've seen him do that too. I've seen not hard like, to imagine that. It's it's genius, like having people sing along and and get hyped to you know like a beat you made with you know like a, a well loved and recognized acapella over it. It's it's an it's an art of itself performing. It, yeah. It's, it is. You know. Fanta Cat is. is really good at that, too. Yeah, she is. True. That's a really interesting point, is that it is a whole other art form, you know, doing the live performance version of, of, of this sort of, uh, of music, which is like, well, what do I do? How do I do this differently? How do I make it translate to a different type of energy? It's a whole other art form, you know. Well, fellas, uh, y'all yeah. all know each other pretty well. Are there any questions you guys have always wanted to ask each other? <laughs> um... <laughs> You want to go for it? Anyone else want to go for it? I'm trying to think. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, Nathan, when you make it back to... Uh, oh, I hope I'm about to say your real name. But when you make it back to LA, let me know so we can work on music together. That's the Ooh. first one. Yeah, let's fucking do it. I come back real. tomorrow. We, let's, let's link up soon. Yeah, new year, new you. me. I'm going outside this year. Baby. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm leaving the yeah. house this year. Do you two have any other genres that you guys don't want to venture into anytime soon? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna go for it. You go first. Oh yeah, uh, let's hear it. I've been I've been stupid into like pop music and uh, like '90s R&B music, and in addition, like kind of like Euro trancey kind of like blue da ba dee da ba die kind of shit. Like <laughs> and like just listening to a ton of it to figure out what makes it so good and catchy. And I think that's kind of the direction I want to go for the album after my next album. I'm gonna. I'm going to get, like, poppy with it. I'm going to sell out, and I'm going to make mm -hmm. music that, like, satisfies the ears and the brain. 
I bet it'll be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I hope mine doesn't run on for too long. No, let's I hear it. I think for me, it's a, it's a drum and bass, kind of. Um, so I'm not like a big nice. drum and bass fan, funnily enough. But uh, through Pink Pantherist, she was my top artist for t- Spotify rap, including all oh, five um, of my top songs were all Pink Pantherist. Uh, so I listen to a lot of that. And a lot of Pizza Hotline, who's been hanging out with the... Pizza Hotline my, is fucking think, fire. Exactly. With the MyPlet Flamingo folks, I think they've been hanging out. But... Uh, from that uh, kind of journey through that, I've been trying to like do my my research on my history of drum and bass, and I think I've discovered why it's picking up now. And I think it's because it's a lot more uh, listenable versus DJable, if that's a thing I could say on hot yeah. takes. Maybe that is yeah. a hot take. No, in that's itself. definitely true. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah. uh, with that, I think, uh, and funnily enough, because I also do lo-fi hip hop, I yeah. think there's a funny meeting point between what's going on in drum and bass today and what lo-fi hip-hop's kind of doing and i kind of want to explore that zone even though i've been kind of holding off just because everyone's trying well not everyone but drum and bass is getting more popular so more people are jumping on the train and i want to be like i don't want to jump on the train too but at the same time <laughs> i do want to make it so i'm like oh I'm no, that's tough yeah but Corby, about to get- we, we gotta oh. make a dmb song together yeah please we do yes. we like that I'm down. <laughs> Before Let's we do run it. out of time, be careful. Have yeah, you been delving exactly. in any specific different direction lately? You know, I, I was going to say the same, DMV, because Yo, Pink Fan Curse was also my top five out, uh, top five songs. I've always heard, like, top point zero zero one. You heard it on Hot Dicks. Oh, you beat me. Pink Fan Curse is amazing. <laughs> um, but also, I've been secretly doing a lot of really weird auto-tune coding into my microphone. Oh wow! That's I don't know if it's really well received, but it's been fun doing it. Um, I've actually released some snippets of me singing over the years on Twitter, and just never said it was me. I don't know if I'm actually willing to break into like a full album of me doing vocals, but it would be fun to see. Very cool. I'm well, fellas, right now because I want to talk more. Be careful. <laughs> y'all go talk, man. Okay. I'm so sorry to have I'm to tell y'all goodbye not. because I love you three. Y'all yeah, are all very good. dear to me. Um, but as you know, all good things must end. So good night. Be careful. And Rail Groovy Kaiju, thank you for joining us. Yeah, have an yeah, awesome 2023. Goodbye, guys. You guys. Love you guys goodbye, very goodbye. much. Thank you. Good night. Thank you so much. We want to give a very warm welcome to Hotel Pools and Persona La Av. Yeah. And we do not know where Aurograph is. Maybe I'll text him here in a minute. But Aurograph will be joining us very soon, I'm told. How's it going, hello. fellas? How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. <laughs> Persona was here. He was the very person, in, very first person in the green room tonight. Oh, um, so fine. Persona Lav has I been around warm. tonight. Um, since Aurograph is not with us yet, and I'm about to text him here in a minute, let me start with um, Hotel Pools. What music were you into, like, throughout the various major stages of your life? Like, high school, undergrad, young adulthood. What were you into during those stages? Oh, man. Well, I started with with uh, my first love. Well, um, my first love production-wise was hip-hop stuff. So, like, that's right. what got me going. But, man, early on, I mean, my, I remember the first cassettes I got were the Beach Boys and Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I really okay. loved those when I was a little kid. Um, so maybe that was the first. Uh, I was really into Led Zeppelin. My mom got me into Led Zeppelin when I was probably in like uh, third, fourth grade. So I had that phase for a bit. 
my little classic rock thing. But hip hop music, like '90s era hip hop, was like kind of my first love. Love. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Personal Ab, let's hear from you. What were you into when you were younger? High school, undergrad, young adulthood? It's pretty much the same answer I have. Uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, I picked up nice. guitar first, so I, I learned a lot of Led Zeppelin. That was like my, my go-to riff stuff. Anything with riffs, I would, I would love like a classic Very rock cool. riffs. For the longest time, I didn't even consider like if it had like synthesizers or keyboards in it, I didn't even listen to it like i would just oh, skip nice. that song very and now, interesting obviously that's like my favorite thing ever yeah but uh yeah and then likewise production wise like the sort of music i wanted to make uh where it's just beats like that's what got me into production i think my friend showed me fruity loops when i was like 16 and that just kind of right started everything um very cool yeah yeah it's kind of a similar story i think we a lot of us i mean we're all around the same age we probably had a lot of the same influences growing up Mm -hmm. um skelly while i try to find out where orograph is do you have a question for the boys yeah sure um so was talking to some of the other artists about the songwriting process and i want to hear about your guys songwriting process a little bit you know where do you start with where do you start and i saw persona already in the chat saying you start with the kick drum so why don't I start with you? How does the song process start with you? You start with the kick drum, and then first go from there. That might be the the second thing. I guess the first thing you start with is just like the tempo. I feel mm-hmm. like at early on, it'll just kind of define what genre you even want it to be, yeah. and then within the songwriting process, like tracking and laying stuff down, I change the tempo all the time. Interesting. Like, and that'll just kind of like shift the entire vibe and then you can start laying stuff back over it and taking stuff out but yeah kick drum i spend a lot of time on the kick drum um first off like i just want to make sure i'm playing all of my like melodic instruments over good sounding drums yeah uh just to kind of get my brain going in the right direction um and yeah like at this point, I feel like I I could probably get called out for not like trying to push any sort of boundaries within my specific songwriting process, but mm-hmm. I kind of just know it works chord-wise, and I know how to get the melodies out of the chords pretty quickly, and it's all kind of, it just flows from there. But usually a specific synthesizer tone will get me in the right direction. And then, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Hotel Pools, my friend, same question. Then I'll ask Orograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome Orograph. Hey Orograph, hey, hey Orograph. Uh, sorry the, for blowing uh, up your phone. Yeah, how's it going? I'm sorry. My, <laughs> it's all good, buddy. So, um, hotel pool. Uh, yeah, I think for me it's actually like almost. I think the last few years I've actually kind of been starting with melody ideas. So I'll start with like maybe some progression ideas or or. And you know arpeggio pattern or a lead or something like that um some chords and then for me i kind of like i that helps me feel out where the drums will fit in because i'm just like i'm all about feel so i kind of like that will help me determine if it's like a four on the floor beat or if i want to play around with you know some syncopation or mess around with the 
the kick or whatever. So I think lately I've, you know, the last few years, I think I've been kind of building my drums off of, um, off of some sort of like progression that I start with, whether it's like from a synth or, um, you know, something like that or a sampler or whatever. So yeah, that's how I get going. And then I kind of just let it, let it happen or try to really. <laughs> No, you guys all if I can just say, I hear that in your um, your yeah. single, the I believe it's a uh, let's see, what was it called? Uh, Faded, absolute yeah. flames, very melodic. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, that it. was like I got this new synth. I got an OBX8 um, Oberheim um, synth um, a few months ago, and that was me just trying to figure out how to like how to use it and fuck with different. Well, boy, am I glad you got stuff. it. Well, thanks, dude. Yeah, I think Orograph got one too, right? Yeah, I have an OB. I just got the OBX8. I've, it's, yeah. It's amazing. I've only played with it like a handful of times. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's it's a really special sounding synth. It's like next level good. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. And it's everything's like really extra large, all the, all the knobs and everything. Yeah. So you feel like you're like playing this gigantic instrument which is fun too yeah so, it's pretty true to form like yeah it's cool i think the question itself is like song structure is based on a song song basis like yeah if you get like a new synth or a new plug-in and you're like diving into sound design you're gonna like the song's gonna be led by that tone yeah. or that synth. The, good point the by the discovery process of using that. Right. So Orograph, the question I asked was basically um, just um, when you're writing the song, what's your process? What do you start with? And where do you build out from there? And uh, I, would you mind answering? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess for me, I kind of usually start with like, uh, like drums. Like I try to find a specific, I guess like drum machine that I want to use. Lately mm -hmm. I've been using like I, I really like my, I got like an Akai, the MPC Live, uh, that I use to play, to perform. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll load like samples in there, like Lindrum or 808 stuff or whatever, and I just kind of use that um, MIDI clocked to Logic, and I'll just make drum loops. But I feel nice. like I usually start with drum and bass, like that's kind of how I mm. typically start. And then I'll like kind of try to find a cool pad sound and like build a track up from there and usually by then i can tell if a track is something worth pursuing or if it's pretty bad you know Interesting. <laughs> hey uh yeah, if i can call back to a question i asked before you jumped in buddy what kind of music yeah. were you into when you were younger like high school undergrad young adulthood era um i was i was kind of into like a lot of different stuff stuff at that time but i think like something that kind of stands out was like listening to more like i was starting to kind of go down my journey of listening to like instrumental music specifically in nice. high school like i was like kind of like really big into taiko and like explosions in the Hell sky yeah. me too uh, and like yeah and just like trying to find more like obscure bands and i think i i came across like taiko's profile like on myspace a nice. long time ago past his uh, prologue and all that yeah, and then I like listened. Yeah, I listened to Pass's Prologue pretty heavily in high school, and I was like, "Hey, I kind of want to try to make some music that sounds similar to this." I was gonna style. say, "There's not a chance either of you other fellows are in a Tycho, is there? Maybe a little chance." Yeah, I love Tycho. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I, can't I had a, a, a 
passing phase of listening to Tycho and I have I mo mostly just follow them on like Instagram and YouTube just to mm -hmm. watch their like gear like as a obsessed with Chase Bliss pedals at the time and they were like an advocate for that pedal company yeah but crazy how vinyl. much he's blown up oh yeah yeah um if I can say anything fucking my dude Orographs I, I think the newest one of the your newer singles Instance dude I. I'm obsessed with that song. Oh, it's thank you. So good. That's I, awesome. I feel like it's. I can kind of hear what you're talking about, like starting with drum and bass. Yeah. Uh, I was I was talking to FM Skyline in the green room chat at one point about like anything with like plucked bass as the as the preset yeah. sound or like like rompler. Like I love the the use of that. Yeah, I I really that love that like slap bass stuff. I was just like. I was just thinking about that today, but that track is that track is kind of funny because I really I like woke up that morning super early at like four in the morning the day that I put it up on Bandcamp, and I think it was like I think it Wild. was a Bandcamp Friday, <laughs> Oops, and I was sorry. like I really want to make something that can go live at like ten a.m. and I just made oh, that great. track like super quickly, uh, and I feel like some of my best. Stuff that I that I personally enjoy is stuff I make really fast. Oh yeah, I feel like yeah, everybody here can kind of attest to that same like yeah. the best song. stuff is just first pass. Yeah, so just, just greenlit. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask: Are there any other questions you guys have ever wanted to ask each other? Um, I, I feel like we're all kind of like mate adjacent. Folks, is that like kind of like that was that, by design, bro? Yeah, I mean, after all, like, you and Autograph are playing a show. We were talking about that earlier, coming yeah, up here pretty yeah. soon with Calm that's, Trues. Yeah, that's, Grand, I'm, Grand that's Daddy, pretty cool. Granddaddy Trues, dude. Yeah, but OG and and yeah. hotel pools would fit right the fuck in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know. No, yeah, I mean, we were saying it's Andrew Walker kind of curated the whole thing. Yeah, um, he really did. Yeah. What a what yeah, a badass like, dude, right? Awesome. We need him. Yeah, he's a great guy. I can't believe so, I didn't like, get brewery. to meet him at Econ, man. Was he there? Yeah, that was that was the first time I, I met him actually. Yeah. I remember That's you crazy. literally <laughs> telling me about him. You were like describing what he looked like and where he was, and I was just like, Oh, I can't find him. Yeah, he's, a mellow, I mean, he's a mellow guy. Yeah. And we had been working I'm together for years and uh yeah, it was cool to meet him there. What yeah, cool I, I feel like uh, you guys have a great collaboration of just one-two punch visual. Uh, I mean, he did my shit recently too, but yeah, the the brewery that is hosting this show or like throwing the mini festival, Andrew like does all the artwork for them too. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the link up. Yeah, and oh, uh, nice. I want to yeah, say buddy. like the one of the brewery guys is like a cousin with Seth from Comtrue, so it's just like this random kind of thing that got thrown together. Um, Secret Attractions playing, yeah. Uh, Shout out. There's a there's like a local guy playing too. It's it's gonna be pretty pretty fucking great, I think. But, it's in South Carolina, right? Yeah, Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, oh fuck! You know what? I, yeah, I remember him talking to me about that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm gonna be trying yeah, yeah, real hard to be there. Your name was, 
your name was getting thrown around from the get the get go. Yeah, he he talked to me about it a long time ago, and then I feel like it was so far out, and then things got all jumbled around. Yeah, and, yeah. you know what I mean. But, but but it'll still be great. So you know, good. Very cool. Well, yeah. any, any parting questions you want to pose, Chris? No, no, I'm good. Do you guys have any hot takes you want to say? Yeah, is let's Super hear something Mario hot. 3, is Super Mario 3 the game you're representing, or is that just something you enjoy? I just like <laughs> I like the shirt because I think it's the best like OG Super Mario platformer. Okay. All right. What about no, you? No, I, I, I'm a Mario aficionado. If I showed you my closet, Are you really, bro? You would... That's fucking oh, awesome. Fuck. Yeah, I have like a little collection actually. Bro, so like, can you, you can you see what's behind me? Just like a little bit back there. I have a I huge a little collection. Bit. Oh yeah. Nice. Okay, let's talk later. We'll talk <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later. I'm about we'll to send you it. hella pictures, bro. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, uh, you guys too. Thank you. Matter yeah, of fact, I don't know where our next guests are. So if any one of you wants to hang around for a second, I'm totally okay with this. Wait, we have, who's our next guest? Van. We have we have let's one go. last we have one last run of guests. We have a uh, Chlorine Mist, who yeah. is half of Friendzone, the instrumental hip hop duo, and um, uh, Comet Comet and Sonavision oh, yeah, Deluxe. Sonavision can't join us tonight. You guys, if you haven't heard Comet and Sonavision Deluxe, you guys would really like them. Oh yeah, you guys should yeah. check out that album. If you yeah, like Calm Trues, you good. would like Comet and Sonavision Deluxe's album. Wait, so we don't know where either of them are right now. Then. Well, it doesn't look like it. But All right, well, uh, let's see, let's, let these boys hang out a little longer. I mean, I already said <laughs> goodbye, so that's embarrassing. But I didn't really want to oh, say goodbye. Hey. Why don't you guys say hi to I'm Comet? Alive. You made hey, it. Comet in here. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, and you sound good. What's up, Comet? Oh, great. I'm using my computer uh, microphone because my other one's out. But, like, Happy New Year 2003 is going to be a great year, guys. 2003 Happy kicks year. ass. Yep. Yeah, 2013. Can't wait to see what Linkin Park is going to do. <laughs> the Haunted Mansion game for PS2 turns 20 years old. Right. Year. On the real autograph. Hotel Pools, Persona La Ave. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry I always yeah. pronounce it Aurograph. I know you say Aurograph. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Either way. You guys you are, guys are dope. You guys are dope. <laughs> Thank you for being here and have an awesome 2023. Can't wait to you see some of y'all IRL again. Hell yeah. Yeah, talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys. Good yeah. night, buddy. Bye. So, Whoa. Comet is joining us in the house. Um, I'm not Hi. sure. If, I'm not sure if Sona communicated with you, but Sona's not going to be able to be here tonight, unfortunately. Oh, um, okay. No, I didn't hear. Something came up, unfortunately, so Sona can't be here. And Chlorine oh. Mist um, should be here any minute. At least I'm hoping. Their username is Chud Slayer. Oh, we Let were me... just chatting. Were you? We That's said, good. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, we're going to be on soon, and they were like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Chlorine Mist was kind of like a, a wild card character because I've been uh -huh. friends with Dylan for a super long time. And Chlorine Mist is half of the acclaimed instrumental hip-hop duo Friendzone, which if you were yeah. around in the early 2010s, Friendzone was huge. Oh, producing. I'm going to have to... I'm, I'm going to open up a tab and look that up. Please do. I can put you on um, some... If you like instrumental hip-hop. And so I'm really, really yes. sad that Sona doesn't get to be here because I know Sona mentioned in their recent episode that they used to make beats. Yeah. 
just message oh yeah um, oh yeah he, i mean he still does like on, yeah. the, on the on like the down low true <laughs> true so i got a question for you buddy to start out while we wait for chlorine mist do okay. you believe that there is any such thing as objectively bad music oh my gosh uh i don't think so my gut instinct is to say like no because <laughs> i think of like music as just I don't know. It could do a lot for the person making it. Like there doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be an audience. So as long as you're making yourself happy with whatever noises, whatever kind of crazy noises you're clashing together. I don't right. know. I think about like early humans just with, I don't know, stones and, you know, pulling hides over hollow cylinders to make drums and just going ham, going goblin mode on them. And I'm like, cool, right. dude, like we all should just go goblin mode. <laughs> on instrument <laughs> so no there is no objective bad music so it's okay hey gotta, he's here go. what's up hey what's up, made it. hi glad to have <laughs> you here buddy i gave you quite the uh quite the um intro so i'm glad you made it oh, nice. yeah i got some build up yeah yeah <laughs> so i i put i put comment on we were going to be joined by a third person sonavision deluxe who makes uh, produces instrumental hip hop on the side? So we were particularly excited about the three of y'all being together, but he couldn't make it. So, oh bummer. But that's a that's it's a really. Okay. I'm really glad that you. I mean, personally, there's a lot of music that I don't like very much, but I also do agree there's no such thing really as objectively bad music. But right. I want to know what you think, Dylan, because you've got some pretty strong opinions. I've seen him on the social media. Is there such thing as objectively bad music? Um, no, I would have to say there isn't. Not yeah. Really. Um, I mean, there could be music that doesn't really seem like art, but I don't know if that's bad. Maybe it has some other purpose, I guess. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I guess, I mean, I heard one person say that the only thing that could possibly be considered objectively bad was if you, like, just had no, no purpose or, like, commercial... It was just like over commercialized. Ooh, maybe like something like that's made to be very manipulative and in, in like a bad way, right? Or like like know. fascist I mean, music or some shit. You know? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the context, I mean, the context yeah. probably plays a part. Right. Well, it depends on uh, what you're um, like. What are you judging? Are you True. judging whether it's successful music? Because if it's propaganda, then. Then I guess it accomplished. It's, <laughs> it's right. accomplished its goal, right? Message. Yeah, like well, it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's really difficult to even like approach that question with any kind of answer, even when you think you have a good answer. Like, oh well, this is for a bad purpose. Like, well, for succeeding, creating the bad purpose. But that's the fun yeah. of it, though. Like, right. The fun of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Into, yeah. Like picking your brain about it. Hmm. Dylan, you've got like this weird effect on your audio. It sounds like it's like half speed. Are you on like a phone or a desktop? Laptop? It's like the sample stretching. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, it sounds, it sounds really like there's a high pitch. There's like a high pitch filter too on it. It sounds like a chip, a chipmunk alien. <laughs> if you want to like jump out and, and jump back in again, that might fix it. But I mean, if you're okay with, wait, someone sample it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you sound pretty terrifying for being honest. <laughs> Pretty cool. I actually. love it. I could try reconnecting my audio. If, <laughs> if if it's something that you can do really quickly with no stress whatsoever, go right ahead. If not, we can work with it. 
Yeah, we can work with it. It's no big deal. But, like, um, the I'm nature sure... of the... I'm sorry. The, the cadence of the voice is so chill that, like, it kind of balances out the freaky texture. <laughs> I'm like, is is Dylan on, like, codeine right now? Or <laughs> is it the audio? Um, I'm sure I'm sure Chris has a really good question that he's thinking of, and maybe he can run it by you first comment while uh, while Chlorinus oh. works on his audio. Okay, yeah. Uh, comment. I just kind of want to ask you with the songwriting process. And by oh, the way, I saw yeah. some video of the of some of the new stuff you've been working on, the new techniques you've been doing. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> very cool stuff. I saw that on your Instagram story. But let me ask you, um, and I'm going to ask uh, Dylan this next: is like when you start and when you're starting the song, where do you mm. begin? What is the first thing you oh, start with? Okay, where do you so build out from there? it's really weird because ideas hit me like a brick, no matter wh what I'm doing, no matter where I am. That's so yeah. what usually happens with me is that I'll be on a walk. I won't be listening to any music. I won't have any headphones or anything. It's just pure ambience. Okay. And then suddenly I'll just start whistling to myself to, you know, sort of create more mood for my walk and then like a, a nice little catchy jingle will pop in my head and i'll i'll realize oh I, I haven't heard that in anywhere else this must be an original melody formulating wow, in my head. Very melody cool. first. All right. so i'm like oh shit i'm far away from home i need to like keep whistling this so i don't forget it or i like record it on oh, wow. my phone yeah and then i get back and i immediately i like i like very frantically trying to get it down in midi um and that's usually how it goes. And then I start organizing it more. So it's very spontaneous at first. And then I try to contain it by making beats a little bit later. And then I find the right tempo. Like I test many different tempos for the jingle or whatever. Oh, wow. I came so you don't, you, you have to, you test tempos. You don't even start with the tempo. Oh, now that's fucking cool. All right. No, it's because like the notes come to me first and I'm like, okay, what, what's the best speed for this rhythm? and I spend a while doing it. Other times when the ideas aren't coming to me, I'll just sit at my keyboard um, and I'll just mash keys for a good half an hour until something kind of nice shows up. And so occasionally I'll just let like my DAW or my tape recorder or whatever just on record, I'll just leave it on. And like 90% of it is garbage. And then- Oh, like, says yeah, just like improvising. <laughs> and then eventually I'll find a flow and I'll find a nice rhythm and I'll sort of correct the notes as I go. And then I refine it later. I make sure I get it all down in MIDI and then I orchestrate it very carefully. Um, but other times I'll just start with a beat. Like I walk around all the time um, at like parks or whatever, just, you know, with my phone out or a, or a portable cassette recorder, just capturing found sounds, like kicking around bottles and bricks mm, and snapping twigs. Nifty. And then I'll, I'll load it all into my sampler and I'll just start like going ham, like coming up with weird patterns. I'm like, let's try three, four, you know, mm. or a weird time signature okay. and see, you know, where, you know, the puzzle pieces fit into place. Um, and I get a good like groove going and I'm like, okay, what kind of chords would fit with, you know, these weird beats. And so every track is super different, but I'd, if I had to simplify it most of the time, I'm just going about my business and a really catchy little melody floats into my head and I'm like, shit, I need to get this down now. Right. <laughs> yeah. That makes perfect sense in my opinion. I mean, I don't write music, but that's, I feel like if I would Right, music. That's probably what I would do. Right. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like Dylan is Dylan? deafened, so he probably Dylan, is not uh, going to hear. Dylan? Oh. oh, there he is. 
Oh, Dylan, you back? I think. Oh, oh yeah, you, you sound, sound much perfect. better. Yeah, you Let's hear about you sound great. Let's hear about your songwriting process, buddy. Want to hear that? From, want to hear from you too? Okay, good. Um, oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, uh, <laughs> basically, sorry. The, the the songwriting process. Where do you start, and where do you, and how do you build out from there? Um, well, it can happen a lot of different ways, but I guess the way that I really like to do it is. Okay. Well, I play like instruments and stuff, right? Yeah. Right. So. All <laughs> I don't oh, know, like, do you? Stand out on my like keyboard. And I just try to like think as little as possible and I'll just press record. And then yeah. once I got like a good vibe going, then I'll just stop recording. I'll cut out some cool parts. Then I'll start putting some drum machines around these parts and oh, so you do the drum machines after you've already recorded something? Right. That's some that's most people start with the drums. But yeah. for me, it's like I don't know, I don't feel anything just from drums. For me, it has to be like an emotional melody. Yeah. And that gets me like all vibed. 100% agree. Well, your music has always been very melodic. At least uh, the Chlorine Mist stuff I've noticed. Like when, when it's just you working on your own. Some of it is very almost like symphonic. It's very right. intricate. Yeah. I don't well, like I'm going to have to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you really do, man. Um, I'm thinking in particular of like some of the early... It's been several years, but it's very intricate. Right. That's why it's been taking me so long to put out a new one. So to... <laughs> it's like a huge rabbit hole to try and like finish songs like that. There's so many layers. Oh, I understand. It's going to be like another year until I release something again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of hard work. But it's nicer when you have someone else, you know, because um, that's what's nice about being in friend zone. I'm working on a new project with somebody right now. But, oh, hell um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It, Friend Zone, like you just yeah. had the the second release, right? right. So that, oh, that's, that's right. Really we cool. just dropped that on vinyl. You did uh, this summer. There's Shout still out some left. Vinyl. Anybody wants to buy them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. But yeah, I really like how it came out. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to do a third one next summer because there's still so much stuff left over. Because we just we're, we were just pumping out so much stuff back then. Yeah. Right. That I have like four albums worth of stuff just on my hard drive. And I just, I don't know. Once the label like calls me up and they're like, okay, we got to put an album out by this date. That like finally gets me to put my oh, foot shit. on the ground. I actually finish a record, you know. Sounds like me. That's with crazy. I've yeah. never encountered that before. That sounds like a weird experience. What? Just like to have a label just call you out from the ether. Like, oh, yeah. you need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been waiting for someone, you know, like uh, do something like that. I would, you know, before, I, I think I would love it because it right. would force me to get shit done. Right, puts pressure on you, Dylan. Mm-hmm. You're still out in the Bay Area, right? Uh, for now, yeah. For now, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure. Uh, Comet, you're in LA, no? Yes, I am. Like Southern California. Oh, how's what, that? What, I'm like cool. on the outskirts of LA. <laughs> Very cool. Boy, I missed that part of the country. Well, guys, we are almost done with our broadcast, unfortunately. So we're going to have to say goodbye here in a minute. But if I can just get one last last parting question, starting with Dylan. Do you have any go-to happy music, sad music, angry music, et cetera? And if so, what is it? Um, I guess. uh, What's it called? Uh, It's by um, Outkast. It's called... Uh, Very cool. The Players... Uh, what's it called? Players International? Something? The, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yo. 
All right. It's like a song about getting married. It's by Andre 3000. I really like yeah, this yeah. when I'm happy. Yeah. That's your go-to happy music. It's <laughs> a good choice. Yeah. What about like you, Comet? By Notorious B.I.G. Oh, okay. So there, there's this like awesome um, artist based in Tokyo called Ventla. V-E-N-T-L-A. I feel like I've heard of Ventla. Yeah, like, okay, so he just makes these tiny little bops that are like these bite-sized tunes that are like a minute long each, and they're just like the happiest, most wholesome sounding music. <laughs> that sounds very cool. I, I yeah, and he Drop a link yeah. or, or DM me something. Sure, okay, I'm gonna do that right now. Like a yeah, band. please yeah, do. stuff is awesome. I'd agree that's really good happy music. Yeah, it's just, uh, it just makes me like be okay, you know? <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like something I want to hear for sure. And with, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm getting with, the band camp up. Please send um, that he has shit a, my he way. He has a good album called For Human Consumption. Um, Anti-Vivant is my favorite. That's the one I have, yeah. Yeah, that, that's like the classic. It's hella good. I Damn, sampled a couple two cosines. I've got to check mm-hmm. it out now. Yeah, me too. Fellas, we actually have to say goodnight. Unfortunately, okay. Chris and I have been at this for three hours, but I want to thank you both for joining up tonight. Thank you guys so much. Oh my God. Well, right. you're, you're welcome. It was so <laughs> nice to hear from both of you. Yeah. yeah nice talking to you guys. That. Sorry it couldn't be longer, but I hope you guys have an awesome night and an amazing 2023. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Again. No, it was fun to be on, even for how brief it was. Keep yep, us posted with what you guys do, okay? All right. For sure. Good night. Good night. And to all uh, you still tuned in and listening, we unfortunately have to end our show, but it's not over yet. Hot Takes Season 3 coming up in a month. Chris and I are, not, are both going to take a small hiatus. You can expect to see us back most likely, I would say, probably at the end of the month, maybe January 30th in, in four weeks. We'll figure that out in the, in the post-show. But we want to thank you guys again for being so loyal. We want to appreciate each and every one of you, but unfortunately we don't have time to do that tonight. But great things coming uh, up in season three. Some things I can't really talk about yet. But you, you're going to want to stick around. You're going to want to tune in. And if you like the show, please consider <laughs> tweeting about us, posting on social media. I just dropped the donate link. Totally not mandatory, but very much appreciated. And um, be sure to be sure to follow all the artists that came on tonight that, that who had work that you liked. If you heard something that you thought was cool... Buy their work, buy their merch, follow, sub to their Patreons, sub to Skelly's page. Well, he doesn't have a Patreon, but buy Skelly's work. (laughs) Um, Is there anything you want to say before we say goodnight, buddy? I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been here on the show and everybody who's watched it. Uh, It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Isaac. It's a beautiful thing that's happening right here when we do this show. It's um, really wonderful to have everybody be a part of it. And it uh, really, really brings comfort to me as well. And uh, I'm not really doing too well right now. So it's really nice to have this. And it's really nice to have you guys all around me. And uh, I just want to let you know I love you all very much. And, you know, thank you. You all inspire me so much. Thank you, buddy, for being my co-host. I uh, picked you specifically because I think you have a great taste and a great personality. And if, if somebody asked me to name one of my idols or mentors, immediately without a thought, it would be you too kind love you very much buddy. i'm not gonna keep you here i know you're tired and i have to piss like you wouldn't believe but thank you guys for being here don't sleep on hot takes and check out this badass ad that we commissioned from ds dude 
Stay tuned for more. Good night. So hot take. So I have a hot take for you. My hot take? Well, I think some artists need to put a little more energy in their live sets. Overly complicated tracks are things that uh, that kind of ruin a track for me. Don't stick to any kind of genre label. Future bass is the worst music genre ever created. Barbara Beats was the original Vaporwave. Fuck General Midi Choir, it's all bad. Bruh. Worst album artwork I've ever seen is uh, Green Day's Father of All Motherfuckers, probably. I find new music often, and I usually illegally download it. Stuff that sounds good. Sample is Vaporwave. It's still Vaporwave, buddy. Midiwave is a, a form of Vaporwave. Deal with it. Gen Z is the future of Vaporwave. I said it. What is your musical guilty pleasure, Vaporer? It's gotta be K-pop. You don't like milk chocolate chip ice cream? You are a baby. Music isn't real. That's not weed. I'm Dan Mason. This is Babe Eric. This is FM Skyline. This is Mesh. Yo, this is Groovy Kaiju. This is Christ. You're listening to to uh, uh Hot Takes. That's that's the one. Don't touch my records. Ever. <laughs>